0: I've never done whole parts. They take little tiny pieces. There won't even be a scar.
1: I think I found the problem. Oh come on, you're the doctor. Everyone. Lights out. And quiet.
2: come to be examined, and we are here to discuss our favorite movies and cinematic related things from 2023. Let's clap it up for making
1: it through another year. Happy New Year, year you little honks.
2: I am your host, Justin Winley. I'm here with my fellow surgeons of cinema.
1: Yeah, you introduce us. Don't let us talk.
3: (laughs) I don't want to do it. I'm Dominic Sessa at the Golden Globes in his suave Bob Dylan attire.
4: I'm Dominic Sessa's uh, letterbox picks.
1: Damn, less <laughs> less suave. Less cool. Uh, I'm Joe Coy. I'm just here to make everyone's nights a little better.
4: Um. Yeah, but we
2: have, you know, uh, I guess a, a short list of categories, not quite as extensive as, say, the Golden Globes. But we have, oh, hey, hey. we have oh. our own, uh, we have our own favorites that we want to go through. But before we do Did that, do
3: you guys know that Barbie has? Boobs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's another stupid thing that he said? No one fucking remembers. Dude. I did. I could not. I I, uh, I, I he said a Oppenheimer lot of those... needed another hour. It wasn't. Oh long yeah, long. Yeah, the, yeah. The funniest the first thing. The funniest thing
4: is when during the monologue he's essentially like, "Dude, I was hired two days ago." Oh, like, that was rough.
1: I I
3: wrote some that of these really jokes awful. and they're the ones that you're laughing yeah. at. And it's like, oh, so so what jokes yeah. were those? Because like. Not, no, no, we, we even laughed at any of these. It,
4: it was so bad that when they introduced the stand up comedy category and Amy Schumer came up, people were yeah. like, finally, a funny <laughs> person. <laughs> <laughs> Someone with some stage presence. It's so,
2: I don't understand how, like, the hosting gig for these award shows is always so difficult to figure out. It feels like. Well, not just, don't do just
4: fucking put up 50 points no, dude, like at the Mulaney Academy, Academy government. No, government. Yeah. He fucking cooked that, man. Dude, yeah. well, the no, bar was. He actually hell. had clever. <laughs> so. you know, the, the bar was like under the Come fucking on. ocean. But, but but it, like, it's because Mulaney's kind of like Billy Crystal. You know, he's, sure. like, he's yeah. just kind of like That's a That's what. Nice, you need someone.
3: Yeah.
2: In fact, I. I It was so funny. I saw this clip of Seth MacFarlane talking about how Peter Griffin is in Fortnite, and I was like, Seth MacFarlane could host it. I forgot that he already did. He He, hosted hosted it that one one time, and he
3: he did that... uh, We we saw saw your boobs. Yeah, we Uh, saw your boobs. The thing is, like, John Mulaney looks like a guy you could, like... Have a beer with like Joe Coy. I feel like if you had a drink with him, you'd just get like weird and like <laughs> yeah. try and like dig under your skin and like live inside of I, you. I truly and truly so, okay, know Joe.
4: who he was. Like he no. was like it was like a bar mitzvah MC wandered yeah. onto the golden. He's coast. got a, he's yeah. got a couple <laughs> books.
1: Uh, I, I'm obligated to know who he is because he's Filipino, and uh, represents right. us. Yeah, and so that was actually supposed to be a win for us that night when he hosts. <laughs> I'm really out. sorry, uh, it went the other way. Sorry, but, uh, I, uh, okay,
3: every Filipino mom, you know, this was like their 9/11. Like, <laughs> have to comfort them. <laughs>
2: I only know him from that joke he made about different Asian accents. So I thought he was, uh, I guess, I thought he was Vietnamese because of that. Oh. No, no. I mean, it was a special he had, yeah. but he made it. He was talking about like how yeah, no,
1: he's Filipino.
3: He, it's yeah. it's oh, funny because I've seen comedians bomb before, but the ability to lose an entire room within the first sixty seconds yeah. of a monologue is is almost like impressive. No, I've never seen it's like doing, it's like yeah. almost. Herculean. <laughs> it, it was like, what, was the, what was the first thing he's he it, it was the first joke that fell flat? He was like, Kevin Cosner's here. Like Kevin Cosner should be on a mountain with like a goat or something. And people were like, oh okay. And then and then the next thing he said was uh I think I think it was that uh, like like Barbie is about like Oppenheimer is about like uh uh-huh. Pulitzer Prize winning uh epic yeah. Uh, yeah. novel Based or something. Blog, yeah. and, and Barbie's about a doll with boobies, and then we like Cut to the audience, and they're all like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Yeah, they're like, <laughs> like, 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 in this oh. yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a big master shot where, like, Ayo Beery and Emma Stone, Yorgos Lanthimos, like all these people, Harrison Ford and like Helen Mirren are <laughs> sitting right next <laughs> to Shit. each other. They're they're all like, "What? What's happening?" <laughs> Harrison <laughs> like,
4: Ford like was like, "I'm not gonna smoke any weed before I go to this yeah. thing. Like, I want to yeah. be sober
2: for I'm it." Trying to
3: weed off. Got there. Kidnapped him. Am <laughs> and and I out him of the there. loop? Is is he banging Helen Mirren? Is yeah. that what's happening? I, for his sake, I hope so. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That'd right? be yeah. dope. It'd be oh like
1: the coming together.
2: Together. Harrison yeah. Ford needs. I like. I, I appreciate how much he loves Indiana Jones, but he needs like a, like a good old person rom com. Yeah, you know, he know what he's, he's doing exactly right now? Uh,
1: shrinking with uh, Jason Segel. Uh, yeah, he's not great. But, uh, <laughs> not but not the great, show is grand. kind of kind of. He, good. He, yeah.
3: he did some movie where he was like a news anchor, or like it was about news anchors. And like in the second act, Harrison Ford enters the picture, and he 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 has some bit with a rain stick. Is it? Ridge I forget McAdams? what it was. I, I Rachel McAdams even, is I, I think in that movie. In that yeah. movie yeah. Is that the he's, movie from like is, 10 years ago? He's severely uninvested.
1: Because yeah. he, he used to be like, fucking like a fucking oh, nightly the, news guy and then he's gone oh, on to like yes. the Today Show. You know? It's the Patrick
4: Wilson movie. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. And I was thinking Patrick of that that,
1: that made me laugh. <laughs> <McAdams
3: movie. laughs> um, Bethesda is about to unveil this Indiana Jones game they've been working on. Yes, and yes. so obviously because he's so protective of that role and that's like voice work, you know, like he's going to obviously be voicing, you know, Indy, but it's like for a video game, I'm not sure he really understands what that medium is like now. Yeah, because well. you have to rec- you have to record for like hours like weeks on end. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Just well, yes. just yeah. recording In for like day, every hours, every interaction, everything <laughs> you pick up, there has to be a voice line to everyone you interact yeah. with, all the different yeah. dialogue options. I feel like maybe Harrison Ford is going to be like, okay, you got me for like two weeks. And so most of Indy's voice lines in there, they're going to be like, nah, it belongs in a museum. Picks <laughs> up uh, a coin. Bruh. But you also, I Wait, mean, what?
2: maybe it won't be that interactive. Like maybe it'll be very linear. Yeah, in apparently, case. They, they've been,
3: well, well, even with like linear, you know, That's you true. still got to have them like interactive. But they've been what? working on it for a very long time. What studio? What Bethesda? Pop- but, uh, and Xbox me. exclusive, really? Like, uh, like Xbox Blade. is really making a comeback, though. They are, yeah. man. They played in Indiana Jones and Harry. they picked crazy. up all these uh, devs, and a lot of those teams they like dismantled for some reason after spending so much money on them. But like a lot of these teams now are coming out with their Xbox exclusives. So hmm. I, mean, I guess good for that
4: corporation. I'm trying to spring back. Um, I guess just jumping back to the Golden Globes really fast. It's the first and the worst uh, award show of the year. Yeah. First major one. Um, and despite it being, it always is the worst. Right? It is. It was so bad that they didn't
3: have it last year, and mm-hmm. they like dismantled the way it was <laughs> yeah. and like put it back that's together. Well, yeah. I, I feel like that was the one that was always supposed to have like reality show drama because yeah. that's the one where the celebrities like have an open bar. Well, yeah. it's, it's and they're it's, like doing shots before they go up on it's stage. The star stuff. fucking
4: one. It's the one where they just like right. nominate people to get famous people there, mm-hmm. and they did this year. I mean, they got Taylor. I think Swift the Oscars there. are mm-hmm. kind of like that too, though. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, w- popularity know, contest. It's a uh, I mean, I, I I feel like the Golden Globes would be more notable if they had had done something more controversial, they kind of went right down the line. You know, they put Downey mm. in there. They got silly. Oh,
2: Murphy you mean choices? Wise. Yeah, so, you know. they
3: gave out all the well, Succession awards. As a
2: show, they were the most popular when Ricky Gervais hosted it. Well, for he like was four so years in con- a row. Had dude. so much
3: contempt for the Ricky right. right. Gervais. Uh, just like was such a chore to like <laughs> see him like stand up there and like <laughs> and like <laughs> plug his show and then talk about how much he hated to be there. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Like, clock I don't work, care anymore. I don't care anymore. And you're like, why are you here? Everyone should watch the show. It's about this divorced dad who's like. Uh, reconciling with like the death of his daughter or whatever, and he's like talking about his show yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. the star of. He just left <laughs> nice. that part out, you know. <laughs> ah, well, yeah. yeah Classic the the <laughs> what's
2: what's certainly common every year is that no matter no matter what, no matter who gets nominated and who doesn't, people disagree and people have their own choices, uh, and that's what we've come here to discuss today. Did yeah.
3: we dislike any of the the audiences? choices? Any of the Any winners? Or uh, mm. I have them. I
4: uh, I didn't like that they had the cinematic and box office achievement award. That's fucked which up. Which oh, was new, just right? like yeah. yeah. It was new. That's
3: that's not what the award shows. It's are like for. they
4: beta tested it that's and tough. they gave it to the movie with the highest box office. So it's like, so what Barbie? is the tension here? Yeah. 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 It feels like what they did was they put that in there because they didn't want to give Barbie. The big award, so they were they were like take this slop, right? (laughs) Yeah, the
3: the the internal review from like when the Oscars was trying to do the popularity award was so that they could give an award to Black Panther without just having it be an effects award or a music award or anything like that. More insulting than just not giving it the award. It's it's weird because like movie those movies get those wins in the box office and that's like amazing, but like award shows are for the movies that aren't for like you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a, it
2: feels like it's meant to be a nod toward yeah the the non um, Towards the, non the police, prestige you know sort of me. stuff. The like, well, it's like, like it's, biggest applause moment well, it's, when, when, oh, <laughs> when Zack Snyder's like Justice League one. and
3: we watch like a four minute clip and all the celebrities A Flash were like, yeah. going into the Speed Force. <laughs> cool. Meryl Streep having to look at <laughs> who was the
2: Ezra, Ezra Miller, Miller running there? like this. <laughs> I think like Daniel Day Lewis was there Cyborg's watching. Cyborg's face coming back. Together. Watching Ezra yeah. Miller The crazy thing is,
3: it's like.
4: It's insulting because it's like, it's it, it's furthering the gap between like uh, the movies that used to be nominated for Oscars, which was like a wider breadth of films. Like you'd have popular films, you'd have indie films. Right. Like it was a wider breadth, and now it seemed generally like there is an Oscar movie yes, that yeah. is crystallized, and yeah. it's very different from a popular right. film. Mm-hmm. And it and it sometimes, doesn't always, there's like bl- sometimes there's like sometimes there's like Get Out. You gotta Get right? Out every sure, once in a while, sure. but but. It feels like the popular Oscars slash Golden Globe is just them being like, "Well, here's slop for the people that like wanted," right? And that kind of feels insulting to people that maybe only see three movies a year. Like that's fine. The like, way I always interpret this kind of thing, like Zach, you know, <laughs> I
1: saw none actually this year. No, no movies. I, I, I have year. a hard time believing you saw no Look, movies. I, this I, year. Okay, here's what I saw: Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Okay. You saw May December. You saw May December. No, I didn't. I saw <laughs> half of it.
3: I didn't oh, finish yeah.
4: it. A little more
1: than half. Damn that's it
3: <laughs> well, then, well then technically I watched Emancipation because I watched more than half of that fucking thing you sure oh, did oh, shit. <laughs> you <laughs> sure that.
2: did um, yeah well uh, <laughs> you are my not best. my god <laughs> follow the those sound drone
3: shots going over the gray
4: fields <laughs> with all the fog <laughs> and smoke
3: <laughs> Will Smith just in a fucking swamp for three weeks this he's, is he's give like me my I master. have to be in this foggy slave movie I have to do it <laughs> It needs to be gray. <laughs> that oh, movie man. kind of we is We
2: locked that man away from the Academy for Bro. 10 years. Well, we didn't do anything. <laughs> but they locked That's him weird. out for 10 Bro, years.
4: for 10 years. Get his ass in Hey, Oscar, hey though. Though. Academy Awards, you. Gave Woody Allen oh, several crazy. Oscars. Yeah, it's really cool. It's
3: but
2: really he cool.
4: did. But but even though he
2: slept with his stepdaughter, he didn't do it in front. Of we him. He did. What's
3: it's called Manhattan. Oh, it's called Manhattan, it. oh, dog. God. Woody wow. Allen
4: made a movie called Manhattan about yeah, him fucking yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. a shorty that was like 15, and niggas went, yep. Well, in, <laughs> We're going to give this an Oscar. In real life,
3: though, he adopted the, the little girl that he fucking yeah, like, that's, groomed yeah. and molested. No, but so. his biological daughter, he, he, he molested her. But, but he, he did adopt that like young girl and then groom her and then eventually marry her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just so we're all on the same oh, page yeah, Woody yeah, Allen yeah, 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 yeah. sucks. So weird. weird. Okay. He has a new movie so, out in case anyone well, wants to put yeah, it on their so, list. So does that uh, piece of shit David O. Russell. He's got some coming out with Selena Gomez. Dude, dude Who, who's, fucking who's David like O. Russell's a getting a, a Lifetime Achievement Award at this film festival. Yeah, dude. so it really doesn't matter. You can be the biggest right. piece of shit in the world. And, and but you can't be black. Get all the alcohol. But you can't
4: be black. And you can't slap a second black man in public. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: enough! <laughs> uh,
4: so... I know I know (laughs) Kevin Costner is in the back like,
3: The two blacks are fighting ran out covering who, his head. Was it Joe Abbot that was like, he could have killed him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could have killed him in front of us. There was, a, there was <laughs> I almost got blood on my suit. There what, was blood if it, on the stage. what if
4: it wasn't Chris Rock? What if it was three boys in a trench coat? There was a yeah, there
2: was a <laughs> doctor who was like, what if it was Betty White? Like presenting yeah. the, Well he's not gonna smack 99 year old Betty White it, well, Betty, also. She Betty wouldn't White make that wouldn't joke. have
3: been like Yeah exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so like G.I. Jane, can't wait to <laughs> see it. Like, what are you
3: talking about, dude? Oh, man. Betty White wouldn't have even known what fucking G.I. Jane. <laughs> she wouldn't have even known where she was. G.I. Jane, too, can't wait to see She's it. She's just <laughs> up there eating her tapioca.
4: She <laughs> <laughs> She's like reading it off the teleprompter. She was
3: listening for a while, though. She's
4: like, G.I. Jane. <laughs> B- Betty Jane was
3: still. Is that there? Betty? Betty Jane. What was, what's that lady's name? Betty White. Betty White, yeah. Betty White was still, you know, she was still with it for a while. <laughs> was I was, was thinking saying? of G.I. Jane what and Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of GI Jane and Betty White. All oh right. my god. Uh, Will, Smith. On, Will Smith. Will Smith.
4: Smith. You can't come back to the Oscars, but you can come on the media board. Please
2: party. come on the media, more, dude. <laughs> on we'll media s- board, dude. Will Don't listen to the Emancipation <laughs> episode though.
4: Uh, for your sake. Up. So,
2: here we are. Uh we we all um have have gathered and and had uh had a think about our favorites of the year. It's always difficult to, you know, especially when you've when you've made an effort to see a lot of movies, to try to narrow it down. But we're gonna do our best. Uh, what we started with last year, and what I think is always fun to start with again, because this can include uh, television and even even theater if you want. Uh, favorite performances. So mm-hmm. for me, I have a, I have a, a, a so, list of ten total, but five women and five men. Um, and
4: so 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 I think I guess the way we'll do this is. We'll each kind of just go around in a circle until we go through our lists for each of these. should
3: categories? we do best actor, best supporting actor, best actress, I think best we're supporting actor? I didn't do support
2: it. Generally. I just thought okay. like performances that, that popped out to me. Together. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we could do it like that. I um And for me, you know, as part of my, uh, uh, part of helping delineate everything, I chose performances from films that are not in my top 10 of the year. I did as well. Um uh-huh just as an extra shout out you know because like it, you know you, you, you look at him say everything <laughs> again whatever you just said one more time I was saying um, you can assume that if a movie's on my best of the year that I like most of the things about it including yeah. the performances yeah. so I, I pick performances from that's movies smart. that are no, not be be uh, so yeah uh, well, Wes wrote them down like a, yeah. like a real like a real like I did a guy too. I did I did no but he I mean he hand wrote them. oh hand wrote I mean that's that's um, different the level. next step yeah.
4: um, different level of I would say I definitely would say I guess to start the conversation off my my favorite performance of the year was uh, Jonathan Majors on Good Morning America. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was like something out of Stop. the boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was uh, like, she held me down. Like, like uh, up for the deep
4: uh, like Coretta, like a Coretta. No, uh, no. I, I guess I guess to start this conversation off, um, I'm going to go with kind of. A pick that I don't know. Maybe Danny would have this on his list, but what? but uh, if not, my be- my favorite performance of the year, definitely the most inventive performance of the year. I'm gonna go with uh, Alyssa Sutherland from Evil Dead Rise. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Very good. Playing uh, the mother who gets possessed about 15 minutes in by the deadites. Yeah. And proceeds to turn into like
3: Bugs Bunny. Good performance. Those scenes framed through the people like watching it like yeah. i i kind of like forgot that i was like in a theater like yeah. watching like mm-hmm. a movie it was so inventive yeah. it seemed like I don't know. You're you're in like some haunted like theme park, and there's just these actors who've been trapped there forever, and they're giving this like that's a good way long kind of like a soliloquy that they've when, been when, when tortured and performing for. Each, she's kind of like a tortured marionette doll, well, when you know, she's doing she literally That's how Samwise is, is in the
4: original Evil Dead. She, she, she literally the has same same the moment kind of where thing. she's in the elevator, kind of getting marionette. Yeah. I think you know. I have a. We'll probably get through our entire list. There's been a lot of weirdly enough uh, demon possession performances that are yeah, notable this year. I think. Alyssa Sutherland and then another one that I'm sure Danny will pick uh, are my t- are, are some of my favorites because I think the thing that Alyssa Sutherland does that is in line with what they've done in Evil Dead is um, toe the line between something that's really grotesque and something that's really funny. It's yeah. almost like a Buster Keaton mm. performance. Yeah. But, you know, there's a cheese grater on her leg. Right, you know, right. like she's like eating glass. Like there's like things that are really grotesque. <coughs> but as an actress who I've never seen before, she's able to... Uh, really make it grounded, and by the end hit the emotional note that you needed to mm. in a movie like this. So you I know, you,
3: you really do look like mom.
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> really, really. And then yeah. she like calls her sister. What is her sister's name? Bethy Boo. Yeah, and she's like, only my sister can. Only call my sister me
3: that. gets to call me. Ah, that. It's
4: a wonderful moment. Anyway,
2: yeah. it's a good performance. Um, um, my <laughs> first one. <clears throat> That I'll name, um, and I'll stick with... uh, I'll just name another woman. Name a woman. For a dollar, name a woman. For a dollar, name a woman. (laughs) Um, Name
3: a woman, any woman. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But mine is actually... And this is, I think, the only uh, TV performance I picked, not because there weren't a lot that I loved, but um, Ali Wong in Beef. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. She
2: absolutely surprised me. Um, I was so, like... I mean, you know, I knew... Well, I, I knew she was a comedian, but going into uh, the series, I had no idea, the, you know, the 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 range uh, and the arc that that character would have, um, you know, in terms of performance. And I think, you know, Steven Yeun is amazing. He's one of the greatest of his generation and one of my favorite actors working currently. Yeah, but I expected him to be good in that. I mm-hmm. did not expect Ali Wong to to do what she did. And as soon as I finished that series, I was like, yeah, that Emmy category yeah, is going to yeah. be a knife fight this yeah. year because with everyone, in, you know, with succession and with everything else that was happening. Um, but I'm glad that she won. I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Ali Wong for the win.
3: I need to watch that show. Um, keeping with these these best actress picks, uh, this is a movie that's not in my ten, um, but I really adored Kaylee Spaney and Priscilla. I have to watch this as well. I, I thought that she was... She she was really really cool. She she almost plays that part like she's a porcelain doll that's mm-hmm. like afraid of breaking, you know, mm-hmm. and just and just protects herself at all costs, like kind of bubble wraps herself. Um, really vulnerable performance. Uh, she's like a different person with Elvis than she is with like everybody else, and it's almost like and this is like a terrifying notion, but it's almost like Elvis is like the only person she can be herself with and Uh like that's that's very scary because he's this guy who's like grooming her and he's also this like untouchable like figure in her life that's always away. you know and when he comes back he's like a god that she has to worship yeah um yeah really layered performance i thought it was really cool the way that movie looks is amazing too if i were to do director noms i think Mm. i would definitely put coppola i think
1: think we are doing director yeah Yeah. zach yeah i'm i think um I mean, of course, he won for it. I think Kieran Culkin is easily one of my favorite performances. I think especially because of, I I think, how far he's come with this character and with his acting. Like, when he he first started, like, in that first season, I was a little on the fence about him sometimes. Like, just his very first appearance, I was like, okay, it feels a little put on. Like, it just feels like there's a little theatricality here, which is, again, that is part of Roman, <coughs> but yeah. the way that he... You felt
2: like you knew what it was, like he's exactly, just the, he's, know, like he's just the, the jackass up, yeah, little the brother. Dickhead, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. But the way that he evolves that character and the way that his, like, acting evolves is amazing. I mean, he's, like, captivating in that last season. And he's, he's the breakaway, I think. He yeah, is, yeah. And he's about. up against fucking, like, Jeremy Strong, obviously Brian Cox, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, right. uh, Sarah Snook, mm-hmm. uh, Tom McFadden. Um, Matthew. <laughs> Well, uh, Tom is the character. Tom Wambsgans, <laughs> Betty Jane, Matthew McFadden. Uh, Jeremy Strong, who's like you know he's just on he a like, fucking another d- d- level. He's just like in fucking. I mean, it's I, like Dustin Hoffman
2: I mean, working can, on the yeah, television.
4: Can we can we quickly do a succession sideline because I think there oh, there is a bunch of you gonna just name every performance. Well, no, I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, I I really did I really did whittle it down to one performance, and mm. I think you know I think it's hard it it's easy to just say Jeremy Strong, who is maybe one of the best working actors. Alive, I, yeah, but I, recently. I think for me the thing that crystallized in the last season, like with you and Roman, I think for me it was uh, Matthew McFadden is doing like historically oh, great yeah. shit as yeah. Tom, and I think it's like. The reason the performance, I think, for so long kind of went unnoticed is because the nature of the characters mm-hmm. to go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. But I think there's moments in this last season, especially when he's on the phone, telling the kids, walking the kids through, be like being their death doula. Yeah. Yeah. Them, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where he's that like, crazy. he's like, your dad is not OK. Yeah. Uh, and then he like calls Greg and he's like, you need to delete all these files. Yeah. <laughs> he's, there's just something about him being able to uh, teeter between kind of a pathetic skin, like, in a suit, you yeah. know, but and also be this deeply tragic yeah. character. Um, so I think he walks away with the show oh, yeah. this season.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and just to highlight that moment with the plane, <clears throat> that moment was it was like traumatizing for me because I've, I've been in a situation like that where you get that call and they're like with someone that, you know, a loved one and they're telling you what's happening. And he captured that so perfectly mm-hmm. that I was like. I was really like, I was like paralyzed, like mm. just the way, and it's, it's just, it's a very understated, just like you're giving bad news to people yeah. and it's happening in front of you and you just, and you have to tell them and clear and exactly. And, yeah. and it's, you can't and have any emotion. In it, yeah, yeah. Because you know, they're going to panic. So you have to be that rock for them. And it's like, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's truly like that scene will go down in history. Like it's just one of like the greatest like episodes, one of the greatest yeah. like Sequences and, and know, amazing
2: I mean. that it's him who does it, considering how he is the whipping boy of that family yeah. so often, right? And that, like, and particularly his relationship with Siobhan mm-hmm. at that point is like, you know, on tenuous yeah. ground, and yet he has to tell her like, "Yeah,
4: honey, I don't, I don't." And think they've just okay. had like a yeah. relationship ending fight the night, right? Yeah, know? they, yeah, yeah. and so. it makes it,
1: and it makes it that much more tragic and realistic, right? Because yeah. that those things happen at any moment, no right. matter what you're going through, and it's like, yeah, it's yeah. He,
4: he's he's really wonderful. I hope, you know, out of all of them, I think. All of them will be okay. I mean, they're some of the biggest actors alive right now. But I think he, I'm really excited to see what Matthew McFadden does next. If he turns and does more stuff like this, like he did in The Assistant, mm-hmm. or if he completely like does a period drama or like does something completely oh, mm-hmm. out of uh, you'd be surprised though, dude. I mean,
2: and and obviously like Dan can attest to this. You know, um, in terms of because I'm rewatching it right now. But um, shows don't always translate to film success. I mean, you look at something like Breaking Bad, which. You know, all those actors won like year after year Emmy after Emmy, but mm. they haven't been all of them necessarily that active uh, in recent years, right. I and mean, that could be for any you know myriad reasons. Or Especially
3: Aaron Paul like, where
2: Aaron that? Paul has not been doing a lot. Yeah, he had it's,
1: it's, Black it's one episode. of
3: those freak really things. Good. Yeah, he's he's the guy in space. Yeah, right? yeah. he was, he was a really good. I'm the king of yeah. space. But
2: yes, just to say um, it. It should, a show like Succession should lead to, you know, further uh, success for all those actors, including Alan Ruck, who also oh, yeah. is quite great in this last season, um, partially because he's written with a bit more, you know, he substance. Am- he has
1: that amazing line where he's like, um, I oh, don't need, need love. love. It's like a superpower. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> survive on, like, insects that yeah, die. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: um, oh, he's, oh, so yeah. So he's, he, he's great. Um,
4: but next on the list for you, Wes? Um, I guess next on the list for me, I'm going to save my big ones t- for last. So I'm just going to go ahead and open up the um, Kills of the Flower Moon conversation. Okay. And, you know, Lily Gladstone obviously probably gave the technically best performance of the year, I would say. But for the purposes of good podcasting, I will go with Cara Jade Myers, who plays her sister.
3: Okay. Mm. Um, I was just about to say her fucking sister. Really wonderful under- shit. I watched dude. it again uh, a couple of days ago. Her sister is like incredible in that movie.
4: It's so interesting how Scorsese has chosen to stretch and a non-actor.
3: Yeah,
4: how Scorsese has chosen to put off in a screenwriter to put off the death of the sister until about an hour in, so Mm -hmm. we really get to know her, so that when she finally gets taken out uh, by the people that she loves, yeah. uh, Justin, no, you're taking me out here to kill me. Barbecue sauce to his food. I haven't seen this movie.
2: Zach, Um, uh, spoiler warning for Zach. For okay. everything that we're going to talk about, um, Good. Good the
4: sister dies, and in the book, it's the catalyzing event. And, and but in this the, is the like movie, that the where, where, this yeah.
3: is like that interview where like that interview where Mark Ruffalo was like, "Wait till you see this next one." They all die. <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, in the
4: in the book, the death of the sister is the a catalyzing event uh, in the in the story. But in the interest of kind of making the movie a little bit more realistic to the community, they put it off. Um, and it's. I just think she's she's really she's really really wonderful. I think um, I've never seen her before. She's a non actor. Dan says. I think she's certainly plays the character of kind of the wild child, the, the kid who didn't mm-hmm. really have to pick up responsibility really well. Um, and her and her demises is, is tragic. So yeah, I think she's wonderful.
2: Agreed. Rest in peace. I am That's going to action. shout
1: action. out. <laughs> Not <for the>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shout out a child performance. Um, Madeline Unavoyles from the creator. Um, by Gareth okay. Evans this year, I thought that she in a movie which is like aggressively okay, um, oh. apart from obviously the effects which everyone talked about.
3: Allegedly, um, it has a great Radiohead needle drop. It does. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know because I haven't seen, seen it. Uh,
2: no. But she is, you know, I mean, it's it, child actors don't have it easy um, uh, because they're children and they haven't had a lot of a lot of life experience to pull from. So it's kind of easy to make fun of them and hard for them to perform well. But I found her amazing. You know, uh, I think she does she again gets a chance to explore a lot of range and also the um, the the she's critical in the story, of course the the story is about her. it's sort of like a chosen child kind of uh, narrative. Um, and the ending um, uh, is really beautiful in large part because of her performance. so um, yeah, that's my that's my shout out to her. She's like seven years old, if that
1: That's, she cool. is, that's like when you're still kid. like as a kid. I'm bringing this up only because I started watching the Percy Jackson series. I knew you were going to uh, make fun of these kids. I'm not going to make fun. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It is difficult to act at that age because when you're a kid, I mean, obviously being an actor, it, you know, it's it's just, it's challenging. When you're a kid, a lot of times you can just kind of like do what you're told. You say the line a certain way and they're like, that's fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. You nailed that. Yeah. Um, and that's not to take away from this girl's performance that you're no, talking about. No, no, no you know with these kids they're right at that age where you start becoming self-aware and you start to second guess your choices Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden your acting is just affected you can tell you're not as comfortable in your skin and that shows in your acting um i'm obviously a big huge percy jackson fan so it could never live up to my standards (laughs) but but it's you know it's uh it's tough because i think they're I don't think I, th- I don't think all of them are good, but um, like I, I think. What
4: happens when you get cast in Heroes of Olympus and you have to we're work with these this. Kids. We're,
1: we're destroying this whole this whole. I broadcast. haven't watched
4: the Percy Jackson show yet. The kids look very very sweet and nice, and I'm excited to see them play. They characters.
1: they look sweet and nice. <laughs> Should they not? <laughs> no, they they do. I don't like sweet and nice. That's great. Personally. Gro- I don't want to shit on these kids. This is no, time. go on. No, no, this go on. You're, you're not.
2: What you're talking about is true. That like, yeah, of course. When you're when yeah. you're a younger kid, it's yeah. difficult yeah, to yeah. to find.
1: That's that's my shout true. out to being an actor as a child. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. get to a certain age, and it's just like you kind of have to start over, right? Like, it's like I don't know. Is it is it like? doing is it like doing a sport that you have always done and then it's like your limbs are like longer and stuff so you're gangly and it's and it's like you have to like rediscovering yeah yeah yeah. yeah. that's 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 my little shout out it's also famously hard to
3: know how to work with child actors like like whether you how do you how do you manufacture a performance out of them there's that great wes craven story where uh on new nightmare Wes, do you know this story i don't he tells the kid that his mom died while they're uh in that in that scene where Freddie's crawling on the ceiling in the hospital, and the kid believed it, and he was like, oh, and he's like crying real tears in that scene, and then they cut, and he's like, "No, we're just kidding, buddy." And they like buy him McDonald's, and it's like, "Oh, like we got a great scene, but we scared the shit year. out That's of this." That's super kid. fucked up. But yeah. yeah. But then, then there's that. uh, There's like David Lynch directing kids. Like, can you can you start making your noises? Can, can, can you start making your sounds? Go <laughs> start on, doing you know. your no, no one really has cracked the code of like how exactly to direct <laughs> child actors. It's. uh... It's very hard, but well, yeah. uh, that, that's a good little that's a good little uh, yeah. sub uh, awards category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, best yeah. child performance. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think to this Dylan day Palmer's the A. Wallace is still the youngest yeah. to ever win an Oscar for best supporting. For she's going to high school right now. They I mean, recently n-
4: were that's like crazy. she's going to be acting, but she's beast. like is going to like take time to like be in school and shit, which mm-hmm. is. Alert, I, I, if we're doing <laughs> if we're doing a uh, child actor corner, I just wanted to shout out um, most of the kids in theater camp who are oh, dude, really I really good to see it man who are really really good it. i think personally massive favorite... year for ao man well yeah. uh, hey massive year thank you for giving me the in ao debris gets a special award for like multiple performances of the year yeah. and all of them being really good so she is in the bear obviously which she won her golden globe gold award we
3: we should probably shout out that one episode of the bear that has um uh, John Bernthal, J- yeah. yes. Jamie Lee Curtis. We'll, 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 uh, we'll do we'll do Bear Corner in a second. Kirk. But
4: but but I, John o- Mulaney, A.O. doing the Bear, doing uh, Bottoms, doing Theater Camp, doing Spider Verse and TMNT all yes. in one. So, and Abbott so Elementary. most entry. of and most of those entry. are good. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean I think out of all of those I think, you know, obviously the Bear is probably the technical best performance. I think she uh-huh. is. Far and away the best part of Bottoms, like I think yeah, she walks away with definitely. the whole movie, um,
3: which is weird I like because her, it's her a alcoholic aunt character that lives yeah. in the, yeah, 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 in the yeah. van, yeah. The, the gay aunt, yeah. yeah, she's like, yeah. By the way, I put some whiskey in that. And she spits it out. <laughs> that that blooper, you know what I'm uh, talking about?
4: Apparently, uh, the, the scene where she talks about being a pastor's wife at the beginning is all improv. That's
3: awesome. Um, yeah, Ao Debris. amazing, amazing performer. Well, well this is maybe a segue into best anime because she's very good in that TMNT movie. Which I, did, I still haven't seen. I, I hosted a movie party for that at the uh, at the Alamo. Wait, hold on. Uh, I'm not sure. If, if TMNT was very good, which of the movies did you not like? Bottoms. Oh, that's and right. I'll go on record to say that that's, that's a right. bad movie. I, th- I thought you were going to say <laughs> Spider. Which I'm. I'm very content. I will die on that hill. Bottoms is not good. Uh, okay. <laughs> Shiva Baby is great though. Um, but kind of segueing into animated performances here, I want to shout out um, the whole uh, dub cast for The Boy and the Heron. Okay. Particularly. I'm gonna say Robert Pattinson as the titular Heron, a really amazing voice performance uh, that that I was kind of taken aback by. It's it's like you would have no idea that's even him if you're just going into it blind. But then knowing it's him and like imagining that voice coming out of his body and like how animated he is in that movie, it's like really really great. There's also um is Pattinson our best actor under forty. It it, it may be. you know he's, I think he's he he's up might there. Um, what was we'll I going to say? Dave Batista, Dave Batista, dude, and in the Boy in oh, he the Heron. My head. Dave Batista, not yeah. only in the Boy and the Heron is he very very good. He's also a great in uh, Knock at the Cabin. Knock at the Cabin, right here. Was that it's, good? That's another fantastic uh, the movies, the movies horror performance. I can't close to watching it, but I haven't. The movie as a whole is not the best. Batista is the reason to watch it. He's like transcendently good in that movie. it's This was a great year for some horror performances.
4: Batista in that movie. he have him circled in my book uh, Batista in that movie is inverting his persona yeah. so well like uh-huh. known for playing kind of a dumb big guy right but he's very play kind of plays cold and contemplative a cold and a highly intelligent yes yeah uh, guy who's like hey listen the world is ending. He's burdened
3: you- with this knowledge. Yeah. yeah. You know
1: what that sounds like, though? That sounds like he warmed up for that role with Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Of course, I haven't Probably. seen his glasses. Cabin, but, like... He, it just like, I remember that. I the same thing. That is such that, a small role, and he does so much with that. That was
3: such a great little, like, renaissance, for the, the Batista sense, you know, when, like, everybody found out this guy, like, had the chops, and, like, yeah. he's in Blade Runner. He's uh, getting more emotional beats in Guardians 2, you know,
4: all that stuff. He's, he's so great wonderful in um, Knock at the Cabin. I was actually not shocked because I didn't know he was a good actor, but shocked because, you know, he's also in Guardians 3 playing a mostly comedic yeah. role. Um, but
3: I think. He's, he's yelling a lot in The Boy yeah. and the Heron.
4: It's like, I love his, his yelling voice. I, I, I was shocked. The reason I'm harping so much on Batista here is because it's it's almost like discovering that the 80s... It's almost like discovering Stallone again. Mm-hmm. It's like a guy who's huge, but actually like the best thing he does is being kind of emotionally small. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like it's almost like oh, Also a, had a,
3: a Bernthal, you know. Oh, yeah,
4: we've never had a we haven't had a guy like this in like twenty years. Right. And it's like so good to have Batista to, to be that yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, I, I think Batista's is going to win an Oscar in like S- ten years.
3: Segwaying from that great horror performance in Knock at the Cabin, I want to also shout out Sophia Wild for uh-huh. Talk to Me. A it's really, on my list really as well. great layered performance. Mine too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really loved that. Uh, I just just while we're at this, you what'd know, you like about it? Talk about it. It's one of the best Sophia Wild yeah. performance. Yeah. Dude, she's the way she like swaps back and forth like in that one scene alone with the hands. Mm-hmm. How, she, how she goes in and out of possession, and the way yeah. like when she comes out of possession, it's all, almost like a person's been holding their breath like underwater for like a minute and a half. They're trying to like s- strain how much they can hold their breath, and she kind of <laughs> back into human form. Just scared <laughs> the Jack. shit out of Zach. She <laughs> scared the shit out of me. She you a pickle know? out of my mouth. <laughs> And that's very great. She seems pretty aware of the movie's subtext. She's she's almost like more afraid of she's like what addict, this yeah. white family is gonna think of her than she is afraid of like these actual like demons from hell and her mm-hmm. relationships with these people. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot going on in that performance. The whole time I was kind of like enamored by what she was doing, and I was and I was like shocked to see that like very few people were talking about that.
4: Winley, w- 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 I'm very excited to hear about what you have to say about it. But the one thing I'll, I'll say is I th- I heard people comparing it to. Um, uh, to Reagan from The Exorcist, and usually when people make for like obvious reasons, well, yeah. but usually when people make comparisons like that, someone even said they reminded them of um, Sissy Spacek and Carrie, uh, okay. which is one of my favorite horror performances. Mm-hmm. But it's like when usually when people say stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But she really does give. Such a scary I would
3: almost say that she's doing more than uh than, than Linda Blair is and the exorcist. She
4: is because I think Linda Blair's performance, as great as it is, is aided by a second performance that's being overlaid right, right. over it. Right. It's also f- Sophie Wilde like she's all it's, it's her
3: that, that like very rushed like paranoid thing she's doing in the final act yeah. where she like breaks the kid out of the hospital and she's like with the wheelchair like going out mm-hmm. to the parking lot crossing the street with all the cars the voice she by does you. Voice she, she, she almost feels like uh, Pattinson in Good Time in that scene or, or like um, Pacino in Dog Day pa- Afternoon Pattinson in something. Good Time is a
4: great comparison to her yeah. she's, she's kind of like
3: Pattinson. in that third act yeah. well
4: I mean the whole movie she's kind of like a, a wet shivering dog yeah, yeah, like yeah. the way that uh, Robert Pattinson is the whole time he's mm-hmm. in Good Time he's kind of like a jittery you know, um, I don't know. I think she really cooks, Justin. Go
2: ahead. I just, uh, I love to see someone um, throw themselves into this kind of performance specifically, and um, I think, you know, we've we've spent a lot of time on this podcast and in private conversations talking about how horror performances often go unnoticed, and we can name them. We can name. We can say Tony Collette in *Hereditary*. We can say Lupita Nyong'o and in, in *Us*. Um, and all that, and, and, and this feels like another one in that exact lineage. It's also like, this is this is maybe like a think piece that I may not have the, the, uh, the range necessarily to write, I'll kick this to Danielle Dujay, but it seems like there's a lot of, it feels like particularly horror is a great genre for actresses, because it's one of the only genres that allows them to fully unleash Mm-hmm. and be nasty, and yeah. be scary, and ugly, and mean. Um, and that's part, that's what's so captivating about Sophie Wilde, Someone's
3: too. in my fruit salad. Yeah, like... <laughs> you know, Someone just, with a fresh and, soul. And when she's
2: leaning, I you know, I remember when she's leaning off the side, yeah. and, and she's Hyperventilating mm-hmm. and yeah. SRI. Like, run, yeah. run, yeah. run. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's it's like yeah, like revving a you know the engine that I, mean, I think you they don't often get to do when they're doing like period dramas. You're doing this, Little Women or what? have That's
3: why a lot of actors love doing like haunted houses and stuff. You know, like like Universal Horror Nights. Yeah, on that, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, like going going out and just uh. Jumping out of the dark and stuff, and letting yourself be a little gremlin. Right, uh, right, exactly. No,
2: yeah. um, so yeah, I I, I concur. Uh, but you were gonna name another one after uh, uh, yeah, Sophie. No, I
3: think the category this year that was the strongest for me personally is Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Um, that's the only category that I can't decide on a winner for. Mm-hmm. My Best Actress goes to Divine Joy Randall for The Holdovers. Best mm-hmm. Actor goes to Paul Giamatti. Um, also for the holdover is Best Supporting Actor. They have to Willem Defoe for *Poor Things*. Best Supporting Actress is very hard though. Um, I want to shout out Paula Luxinger for uh, *El, El Condé*. Yeah. What an amazing performance! Yeah. Like the, the movie is basically hers until the third act. Yeah. You know, um, she, she's basi- she's like the reason to watch it. The, the moment where she's she's like psychoanalyzing every member of this family, and at one point she tells that this the one son. She's like. Only, only a villain with with no regard for humanity would think the way that you do. You mm-hmm. know the way she, and they're like literally they're eating it monsters. Up. But but yeah. she's she's like this human in like a strange land, and obviously he becomes enamored with her later on, and she's kind of the one who's like picking apart the monsters in like a really thrilling way. I was just I I love that performance. Yeah. Um. I wanted to shout out Guzlagi Malanda for Saint Omer. I don't know if it's pronounced San Omer like San Laurent. You know, you think it's mm-hmm. Saint Lawrence but it's Saint Laurent, like <laughs> Just I, th- I don't depends know, know how to French, French, not, French not, you guess, know. Uh, <laughs> um, so it is Saint Omer, that's the name of the movie. She's this black woman who's on trial for uh, she takes this uh, white guy's uh, child and is at the beach with the child and the water sweeps the child away, so she's like on trial for a murder. I heard, I heard and um this. The protagonist is this other black woman who's kind of like observing the way they treat her in the the justice system and like her whole she's there to report on uh, the court hearings. Um, And she she gives a really layered like kind of like button up, but like she's ready to explode at any moment. Kind of think she's on trial for the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Um, That probably I would say is the best. Supporting Performance of the Year. If we're if we're saying that Lily Gladstone is Best Actress and not yeah. Best Supporting Actress, yeah. even then, you know, she she's got some competition. I, I think yeah. Milanda is maybe even better. Um, Julianne Moore made December. I think yeah. we all love that performance. Yeah. yeah. Anne Hathaway for Eileen, very very good. And then this is one that me and Justin are, are very fond of. I'm gonna say Glenn Howerton for Blackberry. Yes. Yeah, okay. Glenn Howerton for yeah, Blackberry. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk about it. Uh, it has so Speaking much of, of Dennis, actors, right? Yeah, 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 it has so much of Dennis. But like, if Dennis could kind of hold back how psychotic he was and like manage to climb the corporate ladder a bit, yeah. and, and even then, like he he gets like fired at the beginning of the movie. He you does. Know? So it's he he lets a lot of Dennis come out, and and I love seeing like Dennis in like a dramatic role. And you know? yet,
2: at the same time, I do think that that this feels like a different kind of histrionic. Like when yeah. he goes off here. Yeah, it's like it's his face, so you're seeing some of the right, similar right. gestures and everything and expressions. But
3: like, I mean, I mean that's going back to the TV conversation, why actors get pigeonholed? Right, exactly, because years we, and years they play that character. It, yeah. You know? yeah, I'm guilty of the same thing.
2: But I, I think that he he finds a new level here, man. With 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 uh, with that aspect of the performance, and then he's I think so he's fantastic. also just like. Like, I'm never scared of Dennis, but right. I was a little bit intimidated of this guy. Especially
3: because at the end, they're, like, betraying him, and, and they're basically, like, handing him over to yeah. those other motherfuckers. And, and like, he, when he walks into that office yes. room, it's like, oh, dude. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it, you it's don't like know what whole, he's going to do. The whole time, he's the main character um, who used to be in all those sex comedies. I forget that Jay guy's Baruchell. name. Yeah, Jay yeah, Barucho. Jay yeah. Um, He... It, like is teetering between: Am I really this guy's friend? Is he just an associate? Like, am I scared of him? Yeah, the whole yeah. movie, you know, and it all kind of culminates in that scene where he, where he hands him over. Yeah, um, yeah. Some of some of the best, like maybe ten minutes of, of any movie this year, and a, is so great. Such
2: a great moment of like acceptance uh, for uh, as an
4: actor for Glenn Howerton in that
3: yeah. moment.
2: If where he's like,
4: okay, if we're talking about actors being kind of pigeonholed and kind of breaking out of that. Um, I feel very strongly about this performance. If, if if not for another performance that I'm going to talk about later, this would be my number one. And I told Zach about this because I think you would actually really love this performance. Zach Efron and the Iron Claw is really wonderful. Oh, dude, wonderful. The,
3: whole, the Okay, so who's so, the actor who plays Tench in... Um, I'm sorry, Zach yeah. The actor who plays Tench in Mindhunter. What's that guy's name? The, uh, oh, oh, Jonathan Groff? No no, 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 no. The, 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 the other his guy. He's his partner. Um, I, it, I He's <laughs> forgetting actors' actor. names, especially when I'm praising them, but he's fantastic in the Iron Claw, too. I,
4: I would... I would Yeah, we, we, we can... I mean, I think the entire cast of the Iron Claw is really wonderful. Zach Efron, I think, really moved me as an older brother uh it really moved me. As someone whose like whole job is to hold the family together because yeah. his dad is a maniac, his mom is checked out emotionally. He's essentially these kids is like other dad. Yeah, and the journey of the film is him uh, thinking he's cursed. Like it, that's essentially like his brothers are dying, and he's like, "Well, it's, uh, yeah. we're cursed. Like we're all damned to die as well." Yeah, and I think the reason it works so well is because it is a true blue movie star performance mm-hmm. in which it it like. Reverse engineers what we like about Zach Efron, which is right. that he's a handsome, athletic
3: guy. He wins us over early and on, he, not and taking and himself too seriously. And, yeah. and we go,
4: oh, it's Zach Efron. And then he plays it so yeah. straight. It's mm, like yeah.
3: he's doing the Troy
4: Bolton thing. Mm-hmm but
3: it's like what if Troy Bolton was played 100% straight it yeah. mm-hmm. was Troy in Bolton a greek tragedy you know? And <laughs> act 3 had to have real dramatic chops it, right yeah.
4: he's he he's so he's so wonderful he's like physically he's transformative you know he's he's doing all this like really legitimate wrestling stuff but yeah. but there's a scene where he's his wife comes up to him uh, Lily James who's also really wonderful and is like i need you to come home and he's like, I can't hold my son. If I can't yeah. hold him, he's going to die. Mm. And, and you're curse. like, oh, like Damn. this is an incredible performance. I just and know he,
3: that um, if I had shown that to any, my mom or my brother, like anybody in my family, we would all just fucking lose our minds. Because yeah, yeah. it, it, it captures like a real kind of, uh, I don't know, a, a very frenzied kind of insanity after like a, a family dilemma it, like
4: that. It, it, you know, Dan, I was I was thinking, because we had a long conversation after it, yeah. uh, and we've had, you've had tragedy in your family, I've, I've had tragedy in my family. Um, I think the thing that really works about it is almost that it holds back so much. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ever, until the end, show you a body of any of right. these kids who are dying. But it's the silences. It's mm-hmm. like Zac Efron curled up in his bed, yeah. and his wife like pulls a sheet over him. You know I, what I mean? I like, consider
3: the movie to be like nearly perfect up until certain decisions in the third act.
4: I can see that. Like, I mean, I, think I really
3: think it's strong. It's
4: it's it's like the it's like a really like hundred percent. Delivered, yeah, uh, and that community FX feels movie. very lived like it's like in. it's like almost yeah. like the like you'd see this on FX in like 2002, but it's right, the right. best version of that. And when, when uh, you're like home from school and you're yeah. sick and like there's mm-hmm. there's TV movies, but playing, there's right? there's a scene where uh, there's a character who's in deep focus who's dead who's a ghost on the stairs, yeah, and they shoot it and you see it and then they cut back and he's not there anymore. That
3: part was almost like Fanny and Alexander, it's, the, it's, the
1: Bergman movie, where,
3: where he sees the ghost of his dad all over the, the house. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean it's I think it's. I don't
1: know. I think it's really wonderful. I've always, I've been championing, championing Zac Efron from like, a, for a long time. Like, I mean, I, I never watched a High School Musical, but I mean, as dumb as this sounds, like 17 again, mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is a good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, he, yeah. he does, like, he makes an effort, in my opinion, to try to act like, uh, Matthew Perry, rest in peace, mm-hmm. like, as a young man, like, yeah. and and that just tells me, I'm like, this movie could be just, like, stupid, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But, like, I think he puts in a legitimate performance. Charlie St. Cloud, similarly, I don't know if anybody saw that. It's a very, yeah. it's like a dramatic. I've seen a lot of Zac <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Efron movies. It's, uh, you know, and, and it's like, I don't know, say what you will about that movie, but, again, I th- he's a solid he, performer. He did a Linklater movie.
4: Did he? It? Did a, yeah. He, was d- it? he did uh, Orson and Me, about oh. Orson Welles. I mean, oh, he I'm did... He did this movie with Miles Teller and Michael B. before they both oh, blew yeah. up, which was like a romance comedy, which is like, OK, but yeah, yeah, he is right. like a really appealing lead in it. He's just always like he's, solid. You, Zach. He's, he's always been solid. And I hope like a really great director, in addition to Sean Durkin and all the other directors he's worked with. But I hope like you know fucking david fincher sees right. zac yeah, efron is like oh let me make zac efron a, yeah. a, a you know a safe well, cracker that, or
2: something like that he did that ted bundy series
1: on netflix i didn't, love that. That. I didn't love that that. He, he was good that. in it i didn't think it i thought he was good i didn't think his performance was i just after i watched that i wasn't even like well at least zac efron i think that was
3: kind of when i was like in my anti zac efron phase because he also he also did this netflix show where like he goes around the world like uh, is this like reality thing with zac efron and he's he's at some like late. And and he asks the tour guide like how many how many gallons of water do you think passes through this lake a year and the tour guide's like I don't know I don't like think about water like that and he's like oh well so like that guy was dumb (laughs) 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 I
4: thought he was good as Bundy I think there's a great kind of syntheticness to that performance where there's like there's almost like another man living underneath the performance like it's it feels like weird because it's like oh he's tending yeah. Yeah, to yeah. be what he thinks a charming right, person
1: right. is. Right, like, right, like a Patrick Bateman. Yeah. I just hated that series, so I just yeah, thought it was... Fair. That's right. Terribly dumb. My question is,
3: like have we ever done this on the show before, talked about how much we loved an actor, and then talked about how much we hated them and something else? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first time we've done it. I've never hated Zac Efron, man. Hairspray? I love, I love Hairspray.
4: He's Hairspray. Hairspray's great. My, um, my girlfriend is convinced Hairspray is his best performance. Yeah. It's, it's up there. Classic. She's like,
2: and I'm Link. <laughs> <laughs> to, to list off uh, some of my, my, to rattle off some of my other favorites that I didn't get to name, or that haven't been named already, Um Obviously, Sandra Hewler, Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah, uh, great, great. Julia Roberts and Leave the World Behind, I think she's really, really, really good. I didn't watch yeah. that. Um, I think oh, she's, she's. I saw that.
4: I really fucking I'm hate that. people. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I think she's so, like, yeah. again, it's that idea of, like, a movie starlet who, is, who has had a certain persona and now she's kind of flipping Inverting, it. Inverting And she's yeah. being nasty. Because yeah. we're not used to Julia Roberts being.
1: This is a movie that
4: I saw. What, what did you think about, about, about it? What did you think about it, Zach? Uh,
1: I don't know. I guess not that much because I forgot that I watched it <laughs> but um I, uh, Ethan Hawke I, I just I think he, he is, is also he's amazing also really he's so amazing it, in it. It, 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 and yeah.
2: genuinely like he attacks a sort of like the this sort of masculine fear of not being able to protect your loved yeah. ones right and and that's what his character is about but like yeah. when he's driving on the road and oh. he's he doesn't know where he's going yes. and, and then he, the woman's like, talking to and him and he just <laughs> fucking leaves and he's <laughs> his just, like, eyes are so fucked. watery yeah, yeah he's think, good as well I think
4: that movie really hit on I think a, that movie is bolstered by the fact that we never see a movie with three movie stars in it anymore. Four, right. mm. it's like it's like that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And the other thing is, it's like, you know, I, I think the plot is a intentionally a little crunchy a little yeah. like oh alright whatever it's but a it's like it's not really about that shit it's no. like about these four people right. stuck it's, in a the film, yeah. Yeah, it's a bottle film yeah in the same
2: episode. way that like the thing is about the alien but it's yeah. also yes, yeah. not to say that I like it's it about, as much it's as about, about Keith David and, and uh, yeah. you know yeah. and, uh, yeah. and our guy I will uh, say
1: I thought that they were making I just I watched I saw it end and I was like great so it to the sequel yeah well maybe ask Barack Obama I don't think it did we have performances from things this year performances that we really liked
3: from movies that we were maybe like lukewarm Norman, yes, like and I'm about to name. I'm about support. to
2: name one. Uh, Tail you in past lives. Tail you is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wonderful in a movie Wonderful that I, I think my, is. I was, I was
3: gonna say, oh man. Uh, I was gonna say John Magaro in past lives. He's also he good. He was So eh, fantastic. He's also good. Eh. No, but, dude, not Ed at all. That's a great performance. Was. You're totally wrong. I, I think, I, that, John I, think I think that John
4: that Past movie lives. is the is the Tao you show. Bro. I mean, I think you, you yes, th- it you
3: is. you think he's John gonna be Maguro this pathetic good. little? You think he's gonna be this like sniveling, like pathetic? Oh, my wife is cheating Cuck. on me, kind and of he big. is. But no, he's not at all. That's not the int- you misunderstood that character. <laughs> I did not do. No, you totally he's, did. Well, man. no, the movie has far more emotional maturity than the movie initially. we'll see what he's going to have. We'll see what conversation he does when he writes
4: the fucking challengers.
3: That
2: character is conversation that conversation he has with her in bed. Like, you dream in a language I can't understand. That is, that is yeah.
3: such a beautiful performance. I love John McGraw. I, I mean, but,
4: I, I think that character is. This is going to become the past life. W-
3: w- the war. thing is, we're <laughs> taught to not like characters like that. Yeah. But he isn't. He's he at first seems like he's that character on paper, but there's so much more interiority to him. I, I don't. I don't, I don't, don't think.
2: It's a very gentle and under and understanding performance. Even though. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't love the movie at all, but I I see what you're saying. I, I, really I, I
3: like when when a film can play with your expectations and in some ways use that against you. That's we have an it. expectation when we meet his character, he's and he's not the, that yeah. kind of guy, yeah. Yeah. really that, at all. That's fair. I,
4: I don't I don't really I don't really think it's his his fault that I don't I don't connect with that character. I think it's that that character represents I think the fatal flaw of the movie, which is it's about American exceptionalism, right? And it's like it's about like. America is actually the place to be mm. and you should strip yourself of where you come from for America and he is he is that and I think it, it for me the performance isn't quite land because it's ultimately the tension is never is she gonna leave her man for this guy because I know she's not because she says earlier in the movie America is the only place I can succeed and he is America so right. I think I think for me it's like it's not that the performance is bad I don't think that actor is a bad actor I think he, he does well I just think that the script, Uh, doesn't utilize him well enough Mm. for me to uh, see the point of the character.
2: He does become quite impotent, but of (laughs) course that's... I I would
3: like to say of all like the the shitty white boyfriends that someone can have, I would like to find out eventually that they they all are like an earnest guy <laughs> like, <laughs> like that actually is movie. caring yeah. deep down and like we will learn another language just to yeah. be with you that kind of thing. Well, yeah, this will get us back on the same track, dude. Well, um, hang on, hang on. Yes, what you, track? I
2: wasn't done talking about Tao Yu. Yes, please which is to, to say Yu. that although he may be playing some Tony the Young hits in the film and uh, you know, you could say that that's like
3: like, in it's, the kind it, of forlorn, like yeah, quiet yeah. nature. But
2: I don't know, man. It works for me. I mean, that kind of role I think is great. And I think he does a lot with a little bit. Um, so I I, I definitely have to shout him out. I would also say, um, uh Avon Courtney, who is one of the young men in a thousand and one who plays uh the, the son Terry. Hmm. He's the in like the the tween age part. I just think he's so um he had a wonderfully sort of like open face and just I was you know, I was a little um Disappointed that they recast the role again for him at 18 because I wanted to see that actor carry it on. And then, lastly, I mean, Paul Giamatti is on there; love him. But lastly, uh, who? For someone who hasn't been named is uh, John Boyega, and they clone Tyrone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. You know, I think he he's he's really good, and he's playing multiple roles.
3: <laughs> you know, if you haven't seen it, so uh, yeah, those are my performances. And then I'm gonna know, shout out two more I know we we, we we want to wrap this up because we want to get to other categories uh, Koji Yakusho for Perfect Days a movie cool. that sadly was in very limited release this year it's going to be in wider release this year it. that we're in now yeah. directed by the Paris, Texas uh, director of Vim Vendors. Really wonderful movie. He spends 90% of it completely silent, and he's acting with his It's almost like a silent movie performance. Mm. He's, act, he's listening to music in his car and acting with his eyes and just kind of like watching what's happening around him in, in the city. Loved that performance. Uh, really loved Tobin Bell in Saw X. <laughs> hey. I think Tobin Bell in Another Life was a Tony-winning actor. That's what I think. I mm-hmm. think had he not been pigeonholed into like a creepy horror movie guy, uh, who who does you know horror j- the Jigsaw thing, he is known for Saw. But I think had he not been, you know, I think yeah. there's a chance that with the dramatic chops that he has and how much he does with just his eyes and you know the the lines and dimension of his face, I think you know. I almost texted
2: he, you today because I was rewatching Mississippi Burning and he's in that for a dude, little. Dude, Tobin is
3: Tobin yeah. Bell, is, Tobin he's, Bell's in Goodfellas. You know, Tobin <laughs> Bell's the shit. Man. He's so one
2: of Gene Hackman's uh, friends that he brings and at the end to beat yeah. up the the yeah. clan. yeah, a great uh, actor. Was like, oh. I s- I with, with a forward. face
3: that's like unmistakable. Yeah. Like everybody knows Brad that Duriff face. Brad Dourif in that, that so, I love lot, Brad Dourif. There's a lot of horror guys <laughs> that, are, that,
4: are, that are really wonderful actors that I think have been Tony Todd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony yeah. Todd
2: would have won an Oscar. In Tony Todd, I, I mean, if we're also just talking about like like even video game performances, hey, which hey, would take us for another hour, God. but Venom, his his Venom
3: is yeah, dude, amazing. So good, Eddie
4: Brock stand too.
3: He's like I love Eddie Brock. Yeah, well, I love I love all the performances in Alan Wake it, too, man. I think that game is full of great performances. I'm still finishing it. I, I love all the performances in mean, Baldur's Gate Three, a massive fucking game. Uh, the guy who voices Asterian, uh the lady who voices Shadowheart. I don't know the names of these actors, but the Asterion, the voice actor, just won an award at the Game Awards. Okay. so good for him. Good for uh, that guy.
4: Can I can I throw out my last two and then yeah, please. Anything? So I'm going to go with... Uh, this This movie actually just is an honorable mention. Just made it outside of the list. David uh, Johnson and Vivian Oprah from Rye Lane, I think, are a okay. are, are double team that I think are, only yes. work well together. Um, the way the movie is, sh- is shot allows for them to have a lot of fun bits together. Yeah. I just think that they are a classic romantic comedy couple. Yeah, And I like them. Um, they're really great. And the last one uh, is... Surprised to know one, my favorite performance of the year is Melton Charles Melton in mm-hmm. May of *December of the Year*. Yeah, I okay. think I think I think he 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 runs the deck on everybody. I mean, I think Melton like is the great discovery of the year. Like, I think everybody every time like a some a teen heartthrob becomes a major actor, we're all sh- shocked and we really
3: shouldn't be. But he's like, you can tell he's crossed over when he's no longer just a teen heartthrob and like women in their forties yeah, and fifties like want to fuck this guy too. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I mean. He, Lots of thirst uh, for him I, on I social wish, media. I wish Charles Just Melton started, would
4: leave some for the rest <laughs> of us. You know, what I mean? like he's he's <laughs> He's like, handsome, and, he's an handsome and, and an incredible actor. And he's like six four. Like, yeah. come on, dude. He's a tank. Uh, he's incredible. I think we've <laughs> talked about it a lot in a the, in the past episode. He's incredible. Uh, plays like a thirteen-year-old boy inside of a thirty-year-old right. man's body. Yeah, yeah. And arrested, it's a
2: perfect example yeah. of arrested development.
4: Um, none of us mention Oppenheimer people do,
2: because do, Oppenheimer uh, is I mean, on. I'm clean Clear, list. you
3: know, it's gonna clear. <laughs> right. uh, it's, I mean, Benny Safdie, Benny fucking Safdie, awesome. Dane DeHaan, Benny Emily Safdie, and the in Curse. Grape. Because uh, I don't like your evil? phrase. I don't you like don't your evil? phrase. Uh, uh, should we?
4: <laughs> Denzel Washington's we should watching.
2: The probably three. talk <laughs> some of
3: these uh, tech things, guys. Do you want to do best sound design?
2: I <laughs> I have nothing on. That. Okay, so I'm gonna say Godzilla reckoning.
3: minus one. Uh, I'm gonna say The Zone of Interest has a really great sound design. He sampled Lynch a lot in that movie. There's a shot where Glazer kind of pushes into a flower, and it's like the ear and blue velvet. You know I mean? Um, Oppenheimer's got I a great see. sound design. I thought Blackberry. I loved. loved. I had a nice score. Yeah, great score. Yeah, um, Evil Dead Rise. I said that I to great like, sound it's, design. It's Clicky noises. Mm. Um. Uh, best editing uh oh any are running the table on this any's <laughs> men did you did you see is coming later. i have it on my list best editing i think i would i would give it to that i really love the editing and godzilla minus one and talk to me and the movie that i'm giving my documentary for the year elephant six recording company that is great other thing oppenheimer's great other thing it does you want to do visual effects
4: we only... I, I'm going to be honest with you. I only have director... I have and director, director and film,
3: right. so you're doing yeah. Visual effects, I'm going to say <laughs> Infinity Pool. Infinity Pool from Cronenberg Jr. is Knock great visual effects. <laughs> no. Uh, and my winner for that is Godzilla Minus One. Okay. Do we want to do Best Foreign Feature? Man, you just go ahead and Dan, list Dan, all the so ones you we'll <laughs> just Go through, through do all of them. No. Just go through all of them. I don't, we don't we want you to leave, leave anything unsaid. <laughs> <laughs> we don't no, have to
2: I'm say just say telling you what I have. I only have director of film. What did you guys
3: want to do? Okay, let's do director.
2: Directors, though, my director's tab, What the way I picked it was was directors whose films aren't in my favorites of the year, but who I think made a strong statement, you know, like had a clear, you know, had a cool concept or whatever. Um, so I'll just name those. Uh, A.V. Rockwell for 1001. Um, Sam Esmail for Leave the World Behind. Yeah. Carter Smith for um, The Passenger, which is uh, mm. kind of like a... It's like a two-hander... Um, uh, like a guy kills everyone at his job and kidnaps one of his coworkers, and they go on a road trip. Oh, and That's awesome. So, know you know, just white road trash road. drama you know type of thing. What it's, was it called? Uh, the Passenger. It's got oh, the nice. guy... There one of The guy who's uh, The crazy guy in it is Was also in one of the Scream movies He gets killed I think he's like a boyfriend Or something Who gets killed by Ghostface By his car Which Scream? Like five or six One of the most oh. recent ones Oh one of the recent ones When he's
1: Yeah yeah this guy right?
2: This this guy on the.
3: Yeah, wait, I fucking I feel like oh, i dude, fucking Oh, dude, that's, hated that's him. me and Wes's guy. Uh, what's his fucking. He, he, he was in all those. He was in like Jennifer's body and like all yeah. those oh, like oh, teen. Oh, oh, oh.
1: That's Kyle uh, Gulner. Yes, Kyle Gulner. Yeah, Kyle,
3: yeah
4: I Kyle, I love that We've guy. talked about Kyle Gulner like four times. And a very yeah, good guy.
2: performance smile. from him.
1: He was in fucking. That's also smile. what he He's was in. He's in a lot
2: yeah. of order. Yeah. So him, Gareth yeah, Edwards, yeah, and you yeah. know, Michael B. Jordan, man. I think. You know, uh, for Creed, uh, yeah, yeah, for Creed Three, Michael, Michael I think B. We
0: kick I you I around didn't a know lot Creed on this, was this show last year. <laughs> it was this year, but yeah, it was March of this year. I think movie.
2: you know, yeah. Even though he's he's obviously like working with Ryan Kugler being kind of like guided, I think it's clear that he has he had an idea for this movie. Yeah. The anime influences he has are there, for all that. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah.
1: see him, him, yeah, it, right, like just like the things that he loves, like the yeah. references mm-hmm. and stuff. They work, and it just feels like it has heart. Like that's why, like. I don't know the second Creed movie for me. Like I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and of course, I go on to learn that like wow. Stallone like just he j- took the whole thing over, mm-hmm. Damn um, that. and that's kind of what happened. But yeah, I really liked what he did with.
2: Creed. Yeah, so I, I would shout him out. I,
1: I would agree. I think the anime influence. You don't think it's gonna work, but it really does. No, it's cool.
4: Um, for favorite directors, I chose to go with all first features. Uh, so they are not in my top five, and they are all first features. I'm gonna go with. I mean, Dan and I were debating over what is the official release of this movie because it was leaked, in 2022. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, Kyle Edward Ball for uh-huh. um mm-hmm. I think you gotta give it up to a guy who made that movie for fifteen thousand. And yeah.
3: wow. I, I did give him his roses. He, you did but, you but, did, but last year I, did. Uh, <laughs>
4: I think. I mean, I think Skinnerink is like one of the best. In, experimental movies we've seen in a very yeah. long time. Uh,
3: and they made it digestible for, like, the Shudder crowd. You know, I re-watched for, for, like, the late-night horror movie crowd, this experimental, like, work, you know. I that's rewatched
4: most of it on a plane recently, and
3: yeah. it still cooks. I really like it.
4: Um, Rye Lane. Best way to watch
3: it is in the dark, like, in, in bed, with, like, no one home. You know? <laughs> oh. uh, <just laughs> Rain, Rain
4: Alan Miller from Rye Lane, I think um, she talks mm-hmm. about. Being a writer director but getting just a kind of an undeniable script in rye lane and having to direct it the way she shoots brixton uh, mm-hmm. through these kind of wide angle almost like yorgos the most fisheye lenses uh is really wonderful you know have, you have these Your actors and my
3: directors for this year for you, sure
4: you have these actors kind of like walking from one side of the frame to the other and they're almost warped as they go yeah the design yeah. i just think she she really does an amazing job with the romantic comedy genre and then uh i have michelle garza uh, severa from uh husera uh, the bone woman which is a okay. kind of a punk rock hmm. rosemary baby hmm. that came out this year that That's not a lot cool people pitch. Saw. it's a uh, it's rock like this, baby. it's this woman who's been cursed while she's pregnant huh. and her life starts to fall apart and it's <laughs> a, a curse has been put on her because she sees uh, what we assume is a demon fall out of a window and break all her bones and oh then look at her in the face when she when she
1: that does. sounds really kind oh, of um, shit. what's it
4: called it's called the bone woman wow, I feel it's like really really wonderful really shit uh, I think it's only 90 minutes and I think the directing there's these sequences where like it's just like a spider made of people's
3: bodies that's oh, um, so cool um, oh no really I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch that wonderful yeah, yeah. Stuff. say no uh, more uh,
4: and uh, I guess I this is not a first time filmmaker but one of my favorite Film experiences of the year. a great Shudder movies
1: this year, One, one of
4: my favorite uh, film experiences of the year has been was watching The Settlers with
3: Danny, and uh-huh. I think Felipe Galvez And hit, uh, uh, was wonderful. I, I kind of was, was nodding off a bit, but that's okay. We didn't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the movie an awful We didn't hard. have to say you know, it. Like anyway, the
4: watch The Bone Woman. It's incredible. I only nodded cool. off for like this two minutes. This is the trailer?
2: Why that but a lo- like lot
3: great. of great Shudder movies this year, because technically yeah? Skin Rink, When Evil lurks, uh, this movie. That this is on Shudder?
2: The Bone Woman? I'll be watching it tonight. Um, I will. Did exactly. you Let's watch it guys... It you're a horny naked. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Uh,
0: First thing
3: uh, he said, uh, he was like, what's going on with this uh, protagonist? <laughs> to be fair. Uh, uh, yes. Did you guys like any documentaries this year?
2: Man, I wish I'd seen... I don't even think I watched oh, any. Oh, hell no. Nah. Um, and I, I know that, that I like, I mean, well. all the beauty in the bloodshed because of your emphatic the recommendation is, has been on my list for, you know, since you talked about Maybe it, but I still haven't watched that. I saw
3: that with Kelly. Maybe one of the most effective... Probably the most effective emotionally documentary I've ever seen. What did life. you?
2: What did you? Uh, what ones did you check out this year? Uh, what, so Vim
3: vendors who also who who did the movie Perfect Days with Koji Yakusho that I that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. He had two movies technically this year. One was called Anselm, uh, which was this documentary about this uh, German artist. I mean, there's people out there who could talk about this guy way more than I ever could. But basically, he. It came onto the art scene in Germany and like made people reckon with like the the past of like Nazism and stuff. Yeah, and incorporated that into his art. Whereas like in the past that had been like sanitized by German artists, like it's it's a country that like wants to forget about World War II. But his his art was very inspired by like what their people had done. And mm-hmm. he he was kind of like ousted from the art world for doing that. So we go to like his his house where he like works on all these projects. And I mean the sets in this movie are beautiful. It's like they kind of adapt a lot of his paintings into like living like huge like sets very like staging theatricals he's like walking through them and like reading and stuff and yeah. i saw it in 3d uh they had it in 3d at ifc center and it's like weird that like the paris texas director first of all is making a documentary about this guy but that it's like in 3d and like i was like okay this is just like so interesting um really cool the documentary of the year for me is going to be elephant six recording company which is about this uh Group of musicians in the 90s who had all these bands. My favorite indie band of all time Neutral Milk Hotel, uh, Olivia Tremor Control. Elf Power. The trailer
2: for this played before we went IFC, to see Oldboy, yeah. and yeah. it's
3: it's funny because I had been on this Facebook group where people were, had been like tracking the making of this documentary for a very long time,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and I, I mean that was such like a beautiful documentary because I used to obsess over that band. Mm-hmm. their record and the Aeroplane Over the Sea still to this day is probably my favorite album ever recorded, um, and I thought that I like knew all of the history, but there's all these things and all this archival footage that had never been seen before. They were all like. Completely broke and like living in this like little like shitty house together and like basically recording all day and like when they're sleeping like like sleepwalking like calling out each other's names and stuff just like all these crazy stories. Um, and you have like your celebrity stand-ins. You have like Elijah Wood coming in there and talking a bit. But but Elephant Six, my favorite documentary of the year, mm-hmm. fucking loved it. That's actually in my ten. It's at number five. I was trying to include the documentary, and you know, in the case of Beauty and the Bloodshed, that was mm-hmm. actually my number one last year for that it? year. Yeah. Um, I, I know you asked. Don.
4: The only um, I thought uh, I saw the Beyonce Renaissance tour. Was uh, it good? I thought it was great. Uh, I saw it with my cousin Markel, um, future friend of the show, Markel. <laughs> um,
3: Concert and, movies are kind of docs. and
4: Yeah, they're docs. I mean, the. the Beyonce's movies always kind of function as Rocky movies right. where they're like half concert movie then half Beyonce getting over a major physical ailment. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this time it's like they're, she's doing this music and of course she's like the greatest performer of our time so she's killing it. And then there'll they'll be an interlude and Beyonce will be like... I broke my knee. <laughs> I have three weeks to get back on stage. And then it'll just be like a montage of her fucking running. You know, on a fucking treadmill. Fucking the RoboCop shit is hooked up to her. It's um, like a robot Jay-Z butler has over there. Jay-Z her, has her cold juice yeah, the on the like, I've been trying to take care of the kids. <laughs> you haven't been home in six months. <laughs> He's actually a very supportive husband in it. Uh, yeah, I would say it's my favorite doc.
2: Uh your mention of foreign films, you know, when I was, when I was putting together my list of favorites, um, that I'll, you know, I guess we can all start to crack open now. Uh, I, I realized how many of them were foreign films mm. and I think, I wonder if that could in part be because of the strike, right. And how it affected the industry and they just stuff got pushed back, stuff got delayed that would have come out. So, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I'm. And it might have also been a uh, you know a conscious effort on my part to see more foreign films this year. Uh, yeah. And just because so many directors who I like were putting stuff out. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, with that in mind, I, I want to name, I don't know if I'll name all 10. Um, do
4: you want to go in a circle or do you want to just do five? For, and for five f- and so like is this the, the, the list for the year? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I just do I'll do five, I'll do four, I'll do three, I'll do two, I'll do one. Oh, like, oh, from yeah. placements.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, five, gotcha. Okay, so my number five, <laughs> well, I'm making a last minute switch because there's a movie on here I'd, I'd rather shout out, even though it's technically number six, Great. but I'm going to say uh, Society of the Snow, just watched okay. this last night.
4: I, ne- Aiden I need Niga. to watch oh. that, I need to watch that. Eat a nigga. Yeah. Niga. Yeah, <laughs> 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 really good stuff yeah
2: um, just an amazing, you know, it's a survival film, it's based on, on a true story. Of this Uruguayan football team who crash landed in the Andes. Did they were eat stuck the there for two. They ate they sure many died. people. Yeah. 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 Um, um, girl, you ate. <laughs> ate that. Anyway, um, they were stranded for two and a half months. And, wow. you know, the the, the how film. have to
3: choose what, what motherfucker you're going to eat first. I know what you like, do everybody what, which of you I'd I
2: know which of you man. I'd eat I don't want to know that. You're going to say you.
4: I'm no, because prompt. me, because me and Dan, because me and Dan are gonna stretch Zach, out, you know, over a fire. Zach <laughs> 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 exactly. exactly. last, man. Thanks, man. Just saying.
1: That. I think it's because. It's, well, it's Don't look at me. It's because you're
3: very, you're very slim. <laughs> I'm not you know? eating anybody. I got more the, fat on the bone, you know. I mean, we, should have, we should have the, <laughs> the, the listeners. I think we got to take out West. Actually, now that I think about it, West. We're is putting tall a little imagery.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna like you're gonna be
4: able to catch me. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, the <laughs> three like of it. us are gonna have. I'm gonna like it. But
1: if we're stuck, I play football. I play football. But they did more than the world with Tom Cruise. We're gonna lock ourselves in a room with Tim Robinson and just beat the fuck out of you with a shovel.
4: <laughs>
3: Put
1: the blindfold over your eyes. Uh, I
4: look at Zach is
1: just standing <laughs> It his like this.
3: But, oh. but like, is it like a bureaucratic procedure? Like everybody takes a vote. Like, um, all right, we're eating. It's we're eating whoever's Zach's getting accent. sick first. Well, that so to, yeah, yeah. To, I, want, to, I don't want to eat, to eat a sick
2: motherfucker. To explain more of why I like the film, uh, you know, they, the plane crashes ten minutes in, and it's a two and a half hour movie, and you're thinking, okay, how can anything get worse? And boy, do things get worse. There's a yeah. sequence where like. At, this is no, it's not a doc, but it's, it's uh, I guess, a biopic, biographical... Um, a biopic. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, sort of. And uh, there's a point halfway through the film where they've already started eating people. They had a whole debate about that. They've had to... They have the, 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 the government has stopped looking for them because the snow is piled up such that they can't find them anyway. Yeah. So they're trapped until the fall begins. They're sitting inside the plane carriage, the fuselage, what's left of it, and the survivors that are left... And they're having like a cool little what? like conversation or whatever. It's just, and you know, because they're shooting in such small space, yeah, there's some right. really interesting photography in terms of like it's, I think a lot of wide lenses, fisheye mm, almost kind mm, of stuff, yeah. really up in these actors' faces. That's um, cool. And then, yeah, they have a lot of like long photography of them, just like little people against the vast, yeah, like yeah. Andes, Mountain, Snow. So, yeah, that's my five. Uh, late entry, but really, really good.
1: What are you doing, Zach? I, you know I saw two movies this oh. year. Let's see. Wait, wait. Of the Of the... How many did I see? Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, actually, no. I, I will say something about that movie. It's I I think it is kind of amazing how that series like low key just gets better. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. in its that was its seventh movie. So I've yeah. heard, but yeah. I'm actually
3: missing Mission Impossible:
1: uh, version, I
3: guess I've never never watched any of those. Actually, really? I saw the third one with my brother when I was like, a yeah,
1: kid. Thank you. It's man. good. You know, I mean, you know. It, it is what it is, but it, I do think it's pretty like epic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I loved Fallout, and I do still think Fallout's a better movie. Um, am I? There you oh go. hi. Um, I do think Fallout's still a better movie, but I think a lot of is it the best one? Fallout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. Fallout's the best one, and then followed, I think swiftly by three, and then we disagree about this. You think? Do you think Dead Reckoning is better than three? No, my 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 favorite
4: Mission Impossible movie. Which is not the best one is the is the Brad Bird one, but that's just because the first three. one.
1: three, which oh. is four, no well, that's four? four, that's four, that's four.
3: J.J. Oh. Yeah. Abrams did three,
1: yeah, and, and
4: Phil
3: Hoffman is in three. That's a crazy thing. Brian De Palma's yeah. on that first one, yeah. yeah, yeah. He he did that, he did that shit, yeah. yeah. Um, Danny yeah. Newton is in the second one.
2: Dead nice. Reckoning also has a great score yes. composed by Lauren Lorne mm-hmm. Balfe. Um, there's some really great moments did, of emotion. Did we Do makes, did we talk? I about I don't score? think so. Oh, but but most I say
3: Oppenheimer. I Oppenheimer.
4: Daniel Pym and Pendleton for Spider Verse. Okay. Oh, Pemberton, Pemberton! Yes, I love his score. He's, that's he's a,
3: that's a very good
1: score. Yeah. very good mm. score. Nicholas
2: Patel for Succession. For success, of course, was that of was that my Anderson. top
1: artist on Spotify. <laughs> he was in my. Wait, was I, my I, number I, one. Wait, let's <laughs>
3: interrogate this. So, I actually <laughs> love the score, by the way, for The Curse. So, it, then, so Is it this? Is it still Daniel Lapanton from Uncut so. Gems and Good Time? Yeah, great score.
4: Can I just Zach's favorite, like number one on Spotify, being Nicholas Patel? Why are we eating me first? This is the one we
3: should <laughs> be. What? You guys, you guys are just trying to be nice. I know you would eat me, right. I'm fucking <laughs> succulent. I can't help it, you know. I'm just sweet. I've
4: got I've got more mass than you though. I'm taller than you. That's true. It's gotta be West. West? No, no, because mass, the longer
1: the longer we're in a situation like that where we're just trying to survive, the more dangerous Wes becomes. You have to kill him. <laughs> Who becomes Jack Nicholson in the shining first? West Wes, okay. You, you think know, it's so? me? Yes. I don't know, Justin. Could, Justin also is a threat. Like I wouldn't sleep. Justin is more. Uh, I Justin think I'm more Jack Torrance than Justin is. But I think Justin
4: is a different sort of horror movie. Ball. Yeah, yeah. Like no. I think <laughs> like he's, like he's the silent be- killer. Yeah, he Justin be, becomes the doctor. You're the, the obvious. He becomes <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, Justin yeah, yeah. becomes the doctor from Reanimator. You he, you he <laughs> <he'd laughs> be Leatherface
3: <laughs> making little art installations yeah. with our bones and shit. Yeah, well, yeah. if
2: we don't eat Wes first, he'll lose weight because he's not eating, and then he'll be less viable for us. Yeah. we, so we need eat him on day anyway. one, is what Look at what Justin's doing, though. He's like, no,
1: no, we have to kill Wes. What's your
2: fifth one, Dan? Your number Can we
4: also say Haley Atwell in. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is both incredible in the film and is also She's
1: great. great. Just a beautiful
4: beautiful woman. Go come ahead. on the show what's your number five
3: uh well I I already said uh my documentary pick for the year uh, elephant yeah. six Oh, is your number five if That's right. only for for the there's a part where they're interviewing Scott Spillane who's the trumpet player of neutral milk Hotel he was also the frontman of the gerbils yeah. and they're just like in his backyard and like dogs are barking and he's just got like a big beer gut talking and it's like you know how like most documentaries they try and have like a, a very like glossy like talking head segment mm-hmm. like this was very clearly the guy was like no nah, I'm free on this day I'll just be in my backyard mm-hmm. um I yeah I lo- I love that documentary uh there, there's a part at the very end where they're playing all of the neutral milk hotel covers and like covers of other elephant six bands that like people have done on youtube and stuff and i'm watching it like oh i've seen this one i've seen i've seen the phoebe bridgers cover so that's my number that's five sick.
4: um yeah. i would say my number five is and i i did a bit of a rearranging for, of my my top five just so we could talk about some different films yes but this one is definitely in my top 10 um our father the devil which is a little okay There we go uh by Ellie Fumby who uh, <laughs> very excited uh man. has uh has been very very kind to me in, in the movie that we made. Um uh but uh, even aside from from that, uh I think Our Father the Devil is kind of like a Michael Haneke movie, but yeah. uh in France with an all black cast. Is it very cruel. It is it is cruel, but it's it's so funny. She 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 mentioned Haneke as her kind of big when when we saw it she said, you know, Haneke is kind of the big influence on this. And you can see it um, by the way the camera moves and how cruel it is and there's kind of a long extended torture scene in it. But it, it's actually more um, sensitive than that movie is and much more about uh, trying to get past a traumatic moment in your life. Yeah. Uh, and well it's That's super Haneke
3: too. That's yeah, like uh, sure. the piano teacher. Yeah.
4: Um, I, I just think it's really wonderful directing. I think the two lead performances are, are really like they're giving an acting showcase. I think they're both really great. I think if you have a chance to see our father the devil you should see it I am very excited to see what Ellie does next I think she's great. a really great director
2: yeah I've been looking I follow her on Instagram and I've been I've been trying to track when that comes out so I can see it
3: Dan um, and I <laughs> caught
4: her leaving Lawrence Arabia
3: that was a cool combo. it's yeah. it, it was cool. She just like casually dressed. She's like, yeah, I've like got a movie hour, and I was like, what, 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 You have a movie hour? <laughs> right Dan now? was like, I already have this movie on my watch list. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, um, and I and I think one thing we could do is probably like in the show notes, we'll list, I'll list all of your letterbox top ten, so people can like look through it and nice. stuff. Similar to West, I did a little bit of rearranging. Uh, number four, John Wick Chapter Four.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah probably
2: exactly. The f- probably the first movie I saw in theaters I really this liked year. It. Yeah. I think it's. I mean,
3: you know, it's spectacular. B- you that that part where they sample it. Hotline Miami, dude. <laughs> filmmakers need to start sampling video games like that. Yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. like in stylistic ways. Yeah,
2: I, I think there's a there's always a bit of in the same way that horror movies get it. Anything genre, action movies get this sort of like it's good for a mm-hmm. action right, right. movie. And sure, like John Wick. Knows what it is Quote unquote But that's never been It's weakness From movie right. one And you know They've, they've They've been pretty consistent in quality. I, I think, think. I
3: think Skarsgård has to be the most like punchable movie. <laughs> I <this> wanted <year. laughs> to fucking kill him. Yeah. All throughout yeah. that movie. and he
2: probably doesn't get it good enough. Uh, in my opinion, he just like gets shot. Yeah, he gets shot in the head. I mean, he's wait, he's, he's he gets made to saw, look a fool. Wait, but um, but yeah, I just think uh, in terms of what Chad Stahelski has done, first of all, to elevate this franchise from one to four, and then to mm-hmm. elevate American action f- and filmmaking, because you know most of the great uh action and martial arts films of the past decade haven't been from america but yeah. we've taken a lot of that stuff that it, clearly yeah, the raid yeah. has influenced a lot of what we've done oh, yeah. uh clearly stuff like um uh headshot and like anything that eco uyc the indonesian guys are doing so and some of them have been in these movies but like they're just doing stuff in this movie that I would never have I don't know how they shot that Arc de Triomphe sequence oh, so where yeah. they're fighting in the traffic it must be really really impressive and then yeah. the drone top down obviously when he has the flaming you know shotgun and he's moving through the house every it's, movie
3: just tops the set piece like even in yeah. 3 when they're on horseback yeah. they go into mm. that like shop where um, they're like throwing the axe oh and dude the, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. Is one oh, continuous yeah, yeah. thing I love genre franchises like a Mad Max or like a John Wick mm. or, or like an uh, Evil Dead or Final Destiny where like each movie is like a building block and exactly like we're getting bigger and bigger in our set pieces you're getting more complex yeah you know?
2: and also I mean he's I didn't put him in my favorite performances but I could have I think Donnie Yen is fantastic there's a funny joke about how he's in both uh, major American releases he's been in recently he's been blind yeah um, but he's playing even like a different kind of blind funny. guy that's in that's this funny, than yeah. he is in Rogue One um, amazing oh, yeah. physical performance almost a little chaplainy almost a little buster key yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but there's still obviously his martial prowess is showing and and then there's...
3: Um, and Keanu's still got it, right? Yeah, I still mean, like going, I'm going to need a oh. gun. 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 I'm barely getting I'm words on I'm <laughs> You know what the
4: thing about Keanu in Wick 4 is I think they realized the perfect version of that character says
3: fucking nothing. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> he's they're the like, Terminator. He's the Terminator. Yeah. Like, so, like less samurai. You know, like, he okay. said yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So
4: uh, with every the, the first Wick movie, he's like, he's talking. He's, he's, he's talking. Yeah. He's like giving a John <laughs> Cazale uh, yeah. like like level thing. And then by the fourth movie, he's just like yeah. He's like, yeah. maybe not,
3: <laughs> Winston.
2: Will you take me home? It's, it's just more and more, and more brain like damage. It was
3: ju- I was like confused because like, it it's supposed to probably, be. Free? They were laughing yeah. in my theater. Yeah, I, I was laughing. Well, he, he fell like, every, from every like line. Line. The
1: Empire State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he movie. fell he down like ten stairs. He, he, he. <laughs> 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 he
4: just rolls down the whole. <laughs> thing.
3: He keeps that. That is actually a great bit of like physical comedy. Yeah. He just keeps falling. <laughs> yeah.
4: Wick 4 also has, like, in addition to having, like, the great, like, overhead, John Wick shooting, like, a fire gun yeah, yeah, yeah. moment, <laughs> it has, like, a really good sense of humor. Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, it's like a fire. Fuck- Sonata's in Dude, this, and he's fantastic. It's this, like, the katana fight. Yeah. And, the, and the, I'm sorry to interrupt you, no, but no, it's uh, the pick. young black actor whose name I can't recall. Oh, he's great. Who plays tracker? the man. He's yeah. a tracker.
1: Yeah. What was he in? Wait, I saw him. You
4: just did a Keanu Reeves just there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I recognize that black
3: guy. (laughs) (laughs) You remind me of Larry Fishburne.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! she should. should just, just a running bit of Keanu Reeves <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> giving news <laughs> <muse> items, comparing <laughs> comparing different black people to Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> Stowaway, that's what it was.
1: That was a fucked up movie. Uh,
2: anyway, Wes, did you say your four? It's four now, right? Four four, d- four. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah.
4: My 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 fourth is In His Men. I was that's why I was mm-hmm. great almost movie. jumped through my great skin movie. when. Uh, when Danny mentioned it because I thought I was going to be the only one with this weird I saw it movie. twice I love that I, I saw it twice as well I own was, it.
3: they were showing it on uh, 16 at Innes fucking Man. Angelica and oh, we missed it. it you missed
4: it? I didn't see it oh, I saw it digital uh, the
3: movie's awesome Innis
4: Men is a movie that I first saw I dragged my cousin Markel to see it with me late at night after rehearsal it's uh, a and, good late night movie. And he was very kind and went with me. That sounds uh, like something I refused to go yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, Justin re- refused to go. I was like, I'm tired. Because, because <laughs> I had just worked Justin and Markel for six hours in a rehearsal and then I was like, now come see this fucking movie with me. <laughs> uh, it it didn't play for very long. Mark Jenkin, this British super director, super release. Uh, essentially makes a 70s horror movie that's 80 minutes yeah. and it's, I haven't stopped thinking about it. I think it's. I think it's um, and like, really great.
3: It could be about like a mother grieving the death of her daughter. It, it's it kind of it, like don't look now, kind well, of. It, it you could know. be really like anything. You know, there's so many ways. Of inter- I had my own interpretation that yeah. I kind of. Like, I I almost know, feel like um, I didn't
4: even want to put anything on it. Like I really liked. Yeah. Just the fact that it's just got uh, these. Like there's that great image where images she, like, in a sequence. She's just kind of like there's a bit yeah. where she almost like goes back in time, like her body vibrates and yeah, like, yeah. they reverse the film. I just think it's great, and it was yeah. it was developed with a it's coffee so can. Cool. <laughs> what do you mean it was
3: developed in a coffee can?
4: Uh, his way of developing the film was in a coffee can. Interesting. <laughs> it was with coffee solution and stuff. Apparently.
3: I like bottle movies, experimental bottle movies. One set, you know. What's your
4: uh, number four, Dan?
3: Uh, poor things. Great, great. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Probably the most Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Looks like of, it from the trailer. Lots trailers. of fisheye lenses. Lots of silly little, like almost like raw doll uh, inclusions in there. And oh. uh, you know, it's like black and white in the beginning because Emma Stone uh, is playing an infant. Like like they mm-hmm. this woman goes to kill herself who's pregnant and then. Mm-hmm. The infant survives The woman dies So they take So Willem Dafoe Takes the brain of her infant And puts it inside Of Emma Stone's Grown adult is that body the plot of this oh, oh, Okay so that's so why it, She acts that way in the beginning, yes, <laughs> That's why she acts that way In the beginning of the movie She sees in black and white Because we all the see In black and white When we're babies uh-huh. uh, You look very concerned Because I, 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 I didn't know He took the babies the the Yeah that was the plot So Emma Stone is, is I thought he made her From scratch No no Emma Stone in is in growing up With the baby the of, the, No I'm sorry The brain of her baby In her adult. That's cranium uh, and learning about sex and, and becomes like a prostitute yeah, her, and like she gets her shit cracked she gets fucked by like a million people in this movie yeah. um, so basically they're like fucking a baby which is fucked up. Is this the movie Zach was in? Um, Surprise. It's, it's, Mark
2: Ruffalo made a joke in his uh, in his interview with Robert Downey where he said they kept uh, teasing him and saying they would replace him with Oscar Isaac mm-hmm. if, he, like, if he messed up on
3: set yeah. which is unfortunate. I'm
4: sure Emma Stone was in, in her uh, trailer praying for that to happen. Mm. no offense um, to Mark Ruffalo yeah.
2: you can
3: always see the, the traces <laughs> no of Oscar things that think. Lanthimos really likes you can tell he's a big Fassbender fan uh, he uses Hannah Shigula who is one of Fassbender's muses and she's like this old lady on a boat who cool. Mark Ruffalo tries to like push off the boat um, it's a really fucking funny movie I love the colors and the compositions uh The ending is super interesting. It's just like a great conversation piece. Like some people really hate it and some people are like laughing the whole time. It's great to see in like a packed theater. It's a really funny movie. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. I should go see it. I will be watching Mean Girls before I watch poor things. I will not be watching Mean Girls.
1: Wes, don't say that. Um, But. You know. Did You
3: guys see that fucking uh, video of the people in the theater all, all, all like grinding? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. You guys didn't know it was a fucking musical. Yeah, I it know says it was Mean Girls the musical. Yeah, I know. No, it doesn't. That. It just says Mean Girls. It has a little That's fucking note in the completely but like, I'm not looking at the A for the music no. uh So wrapping up. Poor Things, one of the great performances from Willem Dafoe, a guy whose entire career is classified by like all-time great performances. I think this mm-hmm. is one of his very best. Uh, for me, I'm giving him Best Supporting Actor this year. Poor Things, funny movie, creative movie, full of ideas, kind Thanks. of a sex comedy meets Raw Doll or something like that. Huh. Nice.
2: My uh, my number three is uh, directed by a guy who I discovered. In college, I think, um, and whose work has continued to really sit with me, uh, Hirokazu Koreeda's *Monster*. Oh, um, oh, I Art loved it, man. Yeah. I
3: forgot about that. Movie. Yeah, I love that movie. I
2: thought it was a very moving depiction. You know, he he. The first film I saw by him was called *Afterlife*, which is like a. Uh, it sort of is like a. It's, I wouldn't call it a satire, but it just imagines like purgatory as this sort of bureaucracy where people souls who come there need to um, recreate their their best memory in order to yep. pass on into paradise mm-hmm. um and i just thought that was such an interesting concept and the class was about uh depicting the afterlife so we were look it was a production design class and we were yeah, looking cool. from that angle then i watched nobody knows uh which he released in 2004 mm-hmm. and which is similarly based on a true story about uh, as this one is uh, but nobody knows about a, a single mother who abandons her four kids in an apartment complex mm-hmm. in Tokyo and they have to or maybe not Tokyo, but in Japan somewhere and they have to just fend for themselves. So this similarly has that sort of that gentle hand that, you know, very compassionate yeah. um uh, point of view about about children and makes it's, very caring movies. Yeah, and it's a movie that unfolds. It's all about perspective. And, I was
3: about to say, I love yeah. when like any kind of media. You know, you know, we talk about Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. and any kind of media has a central theme of perspective. Yes. And, like, flip-flopping in between characters and like learning this is why so-and-so acts like this this is why so-and-so you know and the the, teacher the student the mother you know it starts with her and like the whole thing the school is like very off-putting and like Kafka-esque it's it's like why yeah Yeah. you know it's like why are they acting like robots and then you know, you learn that like the teacher is trying to protect the student by like not exposing him for being like a bully. Quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. I mean it's 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 phenomenal how you know as I'm watching it, I'm 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 frustrated by it, and then you know it unveil, it unveils more and more of itself, and by the time it was over, I sat and thought about it, and I was like every question I had. Is answered by the end of the yeah. movie, yeah. so it just you just have to be patient with it.
3: There's yeah. only one character in that who is like a bad person, and it's the it's the uh, principal of the school, yeah. who who kills the the grandchild and frames her husband. Yeah, and like, we we see her with him in jail at the end. And yeah, 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 yeah. There's no real redemption for she's just a piece of shit. Well, she has a nice
2: <laughs> yeah. moment with with him when they when they're playing the yeah. the instruments. But uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, I thought it was beautifully directed and acted. I see it. Um,
4: so that's my number three uh my number three is Habilofa pipeline okay I I think the first Very major good. movie of gen z is this seems to be this film um i saw it i saw it back in i think it was April when it came out yeah i watched it i think two other times since that i caught come out. the
3: the q and a they really
4: I, I, I i ran into uh at the director at uh, the Metrograph when we were playing at the metrograph mm. uh, but but um yeah i think it's um i just think it's a really tight script. Really great actors, full of TV actors we haven't really seen break big yet. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest actor in it is maybe Marcus Scribner mm-hmm. from Blackish, and then maybe Jamie Lawson from The Batman are the two big names. Mm. But but it's kind of a cast of of, of really um, really wonderful uh, like young adult actors yeah, and, and up and comers, up and comers, future movie stars hopefully. And I I thought it was cut like a Soderbergh movie. Yeah. It, it, it's and it's about something. Like it's it, about it almost it, feels
3: like good time. Like, like it, it felt does, like Safety to it, me. And, and 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 the look
4: of it is really good. It doesn't have yeah. this kind of clean digital look. It kind yeah. of looks a little dirtier. Um and it was written, co written by uh, Arielle Ariel uh, Brer, I think that's how we say her name. Um she's she's a really wonderful actress. Extremely and, suspenseful movie. And she she wrote the hell out of that script with uh, Daniel um other person. With we'll, the, the, other the director. Oh, I'm gonna say the director and we'll cut it in. Uh, she wrote The Hell Out of the Script with Daniel Goldhaber. Um so I just think a really, really solid film yeah. that has something to say about America and society. <laughs>
3: we live in one. Um, it's it's a heist movie that's like political and you know, very Gen Z. Very
4: very Robert yeah. Bresson, weirdly enough.
3: Very like formal, doing a job, yeah. in and out really fast. I love the yeah. p- that one part reminded me of like Metal Gear Solid where like they're at the construction site and the two workers show up and they're like what's going on here and they're like sneaking around the truck you know and they, they like undo whatever it was that they did and then they go right back and like put it right back in yeah. place and the construction workers are like hmm you see like an explanation point <laughs> point. like huh and they like walk over and like what's going on here they're like I'll check around, it out you know?
2: yeah um uh, number twos uh well zach no. did you did you what,
4: was, was, that t- no, was that three or that two no three three so danny has three yeah well, danny has, has to do a three. three
3: i thought okay four i'm confused about that i really i really love monster the thing is i made my list like i think like two months ago like before i had i had seen like most of everything so i think mm. had i retold it monster would be a lot higher mm. you know I, I love when they wake up from the van at the end and they're like were we reborn and he's mm. like, like well, we're the same yeah um but I have The Boy and the Heron at number three. Cool. Okay. And I'm a grown fucking man <laughs> and I did not think a Miyazaki movie could make me cry as a grown man. Damn. You're and oh, Do it every bawling. time, won't it? Have yeah. me bawling. Uh, I prefer the dub over the sub. I know for some people that's sacrilege. Saw the dub the first time, saw the sub with a few friends and I was like, guys, you gotta see it for Pattinson and like Batista and Florence Pugh and Christian Bale and stuff. Like the American voice cast for it was very, very good. So, Which is uh, something you can say about a lot of anime. Also, I, know, I, I was f- gonna say, Man, like, like it's messed up. Like, a lot of people do not like watching dubs, but like, there's a few Miyazaki dubs in particular Our that are I think great. Yeah.
4: There's yeah. one with yeah. Bale, that's
2: if him, I'm actually. not mistaken, that yeah, yeah, yeah. is not the first time that How Christian howell's Bale howell's has done no, no.
4: So, so here's ha- a cool he did thing House. about it. He did House. So, he he was the dub for uh, uh for House and House's Moving Castle, Howl's Howell. Howell. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. voice, and then the guy. He plays the dad in uh Boy and the Heron and the guy who played yeah. the dad in he the Japanese the cut is also Howl. Oh,
3: okay. So they
4: both played Howl and they both played oh, the that's dad. Cool. That's and
3: cool. it the movie is like Wizard of Oz like gotta like watch it's it. it's weird it's like um It's like Wizard of Oz meets like post war Japan and like the the subconscious kind of like uh, fears and anxieties they had. Do you remember
4: the original name for it? Like the. It was uh, How Do You Live? Just a great name. Great
3: name. I wish they kept that actually. I prefer that. Yeah. It's a really beautiful movie. I cried like a baby. There's a part at the end where his mother is just like telling him how proud she is of him, you know? Um, And I was just like, God damn, Miyazaki. Like, you (laughs) know, like I'm I'm grown, man. I'm grown. (laughs) How are you still doing this to me? Um, yeah, This is a bang up cast. Dude. It's amazing, dude. Dave Batista, Christian Bale, Robert uh, Pattinson, Florence got Jim McCann is in this. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill. Uh, what, Karen everybody watch the from dub. The boys. Uh, um, Willem Dafoe is in it. Yeah. Willem Dafoe is um, the, uh, is the elder Heron. Robert yeah. Pattinson Dance sounds guys, like Willem Dafoe. Guys, it. watch it. the dub. I watch it. the dub. I Do not watch the sub, But Great, great movie. Number
2: Yeah, yeah. Seconds. I
3: can't. I know. I just didn't want you to no. We're going to
1: quarterback
4: one at the end, Zach. What's that? We'll see. Okay. We'll, All right, we're connected. Well, my I'm number, happy just my
2: number two is Oppenheimer. Um, mm, yeah. I, I, you know, I. Uh, it's one of the only movies this year, one of the only releases that I got to rewatch because I watched it with my parents when it came out on rental. They both were engaged. They liked it a lot. Um, you know, Christopher Nolan is a director who I respect a lot, and he was probably one of the first directors who I was like, ah, yes, that's a director I like. You know, um, uh, but this is. I think it I think this is his opus. Like I yeah, I, I so and it's crazy because I saw Tenet and I was like I can never I don't want to see your name oh, on a, right, on a marquee right, again. Right. I really didn't <laughs> like Tenet, but this like totally restored and superseded, you know, anything that I thought he could do. It, it feels you talked about this on the episode that he feels almost somehow looser. Uh but it's st- it's definitely still like the Nolan formula. He's still, mm-hmm. there's the interest in it's time. Heist
4: movie. Yeah. Which are I, most I, of his movies. There's,
2: the, there's, he's, his fascination with time, his fascination with perspective, his, you know, and with memory and all of that is here, but he's just, he's the way that he formats it with this cast. Mm-hmm. You know, Downey, obviously, I think, I think the Golden Globe is well deserved. Yes, I think I Melton is great. I think so. Too. But I think Downey, and we've been talking about this all night, performances that are, that are inversions or that not do the Nagasaki, opposite thing. Not yeah. Nagasaki,
4: not Hiroshima. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit, like another performance. He should word. be thanking me. Yeah. someone <laughs> said someone said this on twitter uh and then you know there, it kind of sparked a conversation that Downey spent a, like 10 years of his life playing essentially strauss but as a superhero like mm. what if this guy what what if a guy who was like a flunky for the us government was actually a cool fun guy <laughs> and then and then yeah. flips it inside out it's like what if this guy was satan you yeah. know what i mean do, like, do you what,
3: think what, elon musk wouldn't exist at the capacity that he currently exists if not for that tony stark characterization the blood diamonds and yeah, I just just his whole cool guy <laughs> billionaire billionaire, billionaire gamer sports yeah. car being guy in Iron uh, Man two who who yeah. bangs experimental musicians and yeah. stuff you yeah. know yeah. I I feel I feel like names. if not for how much our culture became like obsessed with that specific Tony Stark characterization maybe Elon Musk wouldn't be as insufferable as he is because be. I think he modeled himself after that yeah. really yeah. I, I I think I think Oppenheimer is on my letterbox list I moved
4: it off so that I could talk about Ennis but mm. uh. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, it's it's incredible. And I mean, the score
2: is brilliant, and it it, and it almost carries you through the whole thing like an opera. Like, there are so few moments without music. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, at first that felt overwhelming when I saw it in theaters, but when I watched it again, the 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 music, as any good score should, is telling a story alongside the actual film, and Ludwig Gorenson is one of the, you know, the best working composers. He's had a string of amazing projects yeah. recently, including the Black Panther movies, so,
4: um, yeah. It's incredible work. I mean, we did like an eight-hour podcast on it, but like, dude, it's like one of the only movies this year, in addition to one that I'm about to talk about, that feels apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. feels like the end of the world it, is It's happening. about the end of the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it yeah.
3: happened a long time ago.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess a good hop-off from Oppenheimer is the film that feels like a partner film to Oppenheimer. Godzilla Minus One is my number two. Number
3: two, okay. I think... Uh, I was bumping that movie in all the categories, and I didn't hear a peep Why from I wanted, wanted to say it. I didn't hear a peep wanted from me to say him. I Talking about how much I love Godzilla the effects and the score and the editing. Justin and, and, I, were, wanna,
4: Justin I, and I were holding hands. No. You want, do you want to do you,
2: do you uh, feel vindicated? It's actually my number one. Okay. I'm cool. just going to tell you. It's my favorite it's, of the year.
4: I knew this because you told me months ago. <laughs> I guess we could double-team yeah. Godzilla Minus One now. Godzilla minus one, just fucking incredible piece of work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just like from top to bottom, a disaster movie. Yeah, uh, a tribute to Steven Spielberg. Yeah, mm. A tribute to the original Godzilla. It's 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 effectively it's, it's, a remake, yeah, but yeah.
3: it's it's really a love letter to Ishirah Honda.
4: And and yeah. also just has the most tender like romance yeah. I've seen all year. The
3: mm. reincorporation of the classic score. Yes. Oh, chills. Yeah. I, I looked at my buddy and, and he and he did this with his arm and he had like... Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Amad was, like, was in the robot dude.
2: next to us and he was like about to stand up. Like, <laughs> no, it, f- it, oh my it, God, it's, the music, a, Someone
4: described it as it's like... It starts, Another great score. It starts his jaws becomes Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and then ends as uh, Dunkirk. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, man. I just, I think... I... <laughs> Come on, right. Take it away, man. No, please. Dude, it's incredible. I mean, I, I, I'm still thinking about the way that whole sequence that they incorporate that score in when he's in Tokyo, mm-hmm. uh, where he's walking through and... Um, just like his tail moving is sending shockwaves back, yeah, yeah. and and in the in this the great moment where our protagonist, who's like, I mean, you know, not to get like gushy about it, like it's a big blockbuster movie about fundamentally a man who doesn't feel like he's worthy to be alive mm-hmm. or to be loved, right. and is pushing people who love him away. Yeah. Yeah, man, we don't make shit like this it, anymore. <laughs>
3: Godzilla compliments like maritime, like like cinematography and like that whole aesthetic so well. I man, when they're on the boat and they're and they're like, he, he, the boat's like getting ripped apart and they're firing like everything yeah, yeah, they yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. god at him at his, at his like face coming out of the. It's a Godzilla movie that's like Jaws and yeah. every disaster movie kind of like wrapped up in the. And one. it's
2: it's pr- it's gotta be like the meanest Godzilla. Yet. Oh, yeah, just sure. an asshole, just a yeah. dick. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, hands too- on his, his waist. <laughs> Like this. <laughs> looking at what he can knock over to your point I think and I wrote this in my review but there's like a there's a there's a revelry and there's a there's a rejoice in in surviving something horrible yeah. that this movie is about right like like he's a the the, the main character is a, a an army defector he was meant to be a kamikaze pilot and he you know he decides not to do it and so that's what's carrying him for the whole thing because he's like I would be dead or maybe they wouldn't have dropped the bombs on yeah. us if I'd done my job. He's like whatever. a
4: walking corpse. Yeah, yeah. And,
2: and so there's this whole thing of survivor's guilt, but then it becomes, the, actually, you are now, you have an opportunity to help us create what the world looks like going forward, yeah. and that's the joy of surviving, yeah. Yeah. and we come together because the government isn't going to help us out, so we as the community have to stop this unstoppable threat. Yeah. I just thought it was fantastic. It, 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 my it, favorite it, of the year.
4: There, there's a great, there's a great moment when he's in, when he's in Tokyo, and the, the female lead is, is on a train. She looks in the glass. She sees yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. And they meet in the street. And there's an alleyway. And Godzilla turns. And I think it's like moves his tail or does something where there's a shockwave. It's it's the it's the It's the, British, it's uh, the, the breath. Yeah. And it, he shoots it and it blows and up. And it blows yeah. back. And there's I love a, how
3: fast it comes it, out. And there's, yeah.
4: there's a moment that is like the best filmmaking I've seen all year where they use a slow-mo but... He's in the way of it. Mm-hmm. She takes him. She pushes him. Into the She alley. gets pulled back. He looks up, and it's a close-up of him. It's a close-up of Godzilla, and it starts to rain. Yeah. Like, soot yeah. out of the sky like it's ink th- it's like the greatest <laughs> shit I've seen all year cause all, that's
2: yeah. the slow-mo blows her back and then there's a backdraft that yes. brings everyone in and he comes out and as Godzilla's roaring at the
4: sky he roars at Godzilla and the ink falls and it's the, the it's camera, just like, genius kind of shit kind of dude yeah. out, uh, uh, this ground. guy says he wants to do fucking Star Wars cancel all the Star Wars <laughs> movies it's amazing Damn.
3: it's amazing because that budget I mean it went from anywhere from like 10 to 15 million they mm-hmm. weren't paying they it's weren't paying so- the workers well apparently okay well Uh, You know what? Maybe I'll just cancel what I was about to say. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. I was going to say, it's like one of those things where, yeah, inspiring. In Japan, they don't pay their workers for like VFX. Oh, well, apparently. Well, number two. Nice little footnote there. Uh, El Conde. uh, Our boy Pablo Laurent. Yes. It's Um, in my 10. It's phenomenal. Yeah. A movie that just had so many tricks up its sleeve. I love when you start something and it it seems like you get like a piece of a puzzle and then like another. Comes off, mm-hmm. comes off and you have like this whole portrait at the end it's mm-hmm. like uh, you don't really find out like, what the movie's saying until like the very end and mm-hmm. I, mean, like, I kind of like those aha moments in movies you know where you're kind of w- it's the same thing with Oppenheimer We're like you're mm-hmm. with it for those whole three hours and then at the very end it's like this is what the movie's actually about you, yeah you think Lorraine is
4: one of our best like Newer director to pop up. Easy. He's incredible, and
2: he's actually it's, not it's, even it's that. Like, new, no, no. I mean I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. In he's the last ten Of years, our contemporaries.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah, he's he's so wonderful, man. He's I, I haven't seen, seen this movie. While. I'm excited to see. No, it. this this is really really wonderful. I mean, top to bottom cinematography. I mean, there's a part where they're uh, on a boat and they have all these old antiques on the boat and they're kind of sailing across the water and the way we follow it, just the interior of that house and kind of like how, how like sandy it is outside. It kind of looks like a gothic western with yeah. vampires at points. I mean, how, how, I can't even, I mean, Jamie Vidal, the performances man, like, mm-hmm. it's so amazing. The lady who plays Margaret Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher's in the fucking yeah, movie, I and she, no she's idea. she's like the primordial evil. Is she you a know? vampire? Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's she's, so good. She's that's like really the, funny. She's like the, the she's his evil, mom. evil, yeah. Oh, is she? Um, yeah.
4: That's really funny. It is It is yeah, okay. a
3: brilliant satire. It's got, I mean, that's one of the tricks I just, I guess, spoil, but no, like, it's okay. got so many tricks up its sleeve. I knew Margaret Thatcher was a vampire. Yeah. In real life. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, one of these movies where, like, as soon as it ends, you're like, when's the next time I can just watch this? Yeah. You know, like, when's the next, like, hour and a half I can put aside and just watch this again, yeah. such an amazing movie. I'm so excited to watch it again. I knew immediately, I was like, Is this number one? I don't know if it's number one, but, they, but I was like, It's up there, yeah. Number two, great movie, really um, great.
4: Number two, uh, number one. Oh, geez, number one. Zach, you're gonna have to quarterback this with me. Uh, so I'm gonna say the name of this movie, and I know Dan and Justin aren't as just hot on this movie. That's okay. Uh, um, it's in my tent. I'll say, I'll say, I already I'll know say why I, I connected it. so much to this movie. So, my number one is Spider-Man Across Uh the Spider-Verse. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about what my number one would be. And I was like, you know, maybe it's minus one. And I think the reason why I so connect to this movie, aside from it being a groundbreaking animated film and all this stuff, I think it's, Miles Morales has always kind of been the character in comics that I connect most with. You know, he's from Brooklyn, he has Caribbean parents, all these different things. But I think there's a thing about the, across the Spider Verse that breaks the very idea of the character that yeah. I've never Spider-Man seen of Spider that I've yeah. never seen before. Which is like, what if for 60 years we've been doing the same shit, and maybe it's time to no longer do this shit? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's like we've had 10 Spider Man movies. Most people would say they stopped being good at Raimi. Maybe <laughs> we need to throw the box out and try something new. Yeah. Hmm. And it sure. and it's so it's so like both embracing the entirety of the lore, embracing spectacular, mm-hmm. embracing the fucking PS4 game, like embracing the yeah. entire mythology while also rejecting all of it. Mm. Um, and it's ultimately about a kid who's like doesn't want his dad to die. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that kind of a beautiful yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man idea? Is that like this kid? Is, I shouldn't is, have to sacrifice in
2: order to be great.
4: Mm-hmm. He's he, yeah. you know like yeah. the, like the reason we love Spider-Man is because he's sixteen and it's like he's a superhero, but also like. I don't want my dad to die, right. and I'm going to do. My anything. dad is my hero. My dad is my hero, little, like, and I can I need do to... more than him. Yeah. So it's like it's like his both...
3: relationship with, with his dad in this movie, like like I mean, right like Brian Tyree Henry. That's Jesus all, Christ. Act, act one is entirely just like that's at the forefront. <sighs> uh, yeah, I would also say the first the, the, the
4: Gwen Stacy into Miles Morales kind of prologue, their dual prologue is maybe the best Spider-Man stuff I've seen. It's spectacular. But Zach, please go ahead.
3: Listen, can I say one thing? That movie is genius. I just wish the corporate stuff wasn't so prevalent here's That's the thing fair. i i can show spider-man into the spider-verse to my nephew or my mm-hmm. mother and neither of them are, are massive nerds you know he's maybe not had the opportunity to be mm-hmm. a massive nerd yet he's mm-hmm. very young but either one of them can watch that movie and go okay this is what it's about i know the basic spider-man mythos and here's all here's all these new ideas and new, new approach and stuff the thing is when we get to the spider society an older person, or maybe someone who's like really young, isn't gonna really
2: understand. Get like uh, yeah.
3: Spider-Man PS4 walking around and like Donald Glover, and you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it. F- it feels a little ham-fisted and corporate. Yeah. And I'm so sorry that it that it cheapened the movie for me just a bit because I love the movie around that. Yeah, I think the movie around that little vignette there. I just wish we could kind of like shave I, I off. Think, I think that's some of
1: the fat there. Fair, I
4: think. And then Zach, I want you to jump in. I think the one thing I'll say, which I've said to you before, is I think there is a distinct loneliness to the miles morales character right. that that bit teases out it like the 20 minute bit yeah. that he's by himself like where he's like it, it, you know it's a lot of fan service all to serve the moment where miles is says you guys knew mm-hmm. and you didn't tell me Right, and you're like, oh, he's
3: truly alone. Yeah. So I, I think I, I would agree with you that it's, it's still head and shoulders above like MCU shit. Well, I but mean, they should when, just when, fucking when pack like, it in. Like, when when what are watching you doing? The MCU, you can still tell like a, fl- a switch just flipped, and here's all the corporate mandated yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it still has, yeah. you know that. But yeah. the movie is brilliant. Yeah, you
1: know? mm-hmm. go, go. yeah. I, I, I think what I love about uh, across the Spider Verse is that it, like it subverts the message of the first movie yeah. for yeah. you by making you think that Miles is a mistake, mm-hmm. right? So, like, because the whole thing mm-hmm. in the end is he's, like, anyone can wear the mask, and then the next movie he's being told, you weren't even supposed to be Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is just great, because it's earth-shattering, and uh, Oscar Isaac's performance is really cool. Incredible performance, I mean, he's yeah, yeah. really g- Like, you know, it's funny, it's, like, you know he has a cameo in the first movie where he's kind of a different person um (laughs) and then you know you know that he's going to be important in this one and his performance is just so strong like his mannerisms come through Mm -hmm. in that in that character um but i mean i think it's a really powerful movie and i think what's what's great about where it ends i mean it's a massive cliffhanger but i think just like introducing him to the version of himself where he's lost, like mm. everything. You know what I mean? Is so yeah. great. Um, where he's st- effectively stolen sure. the life. Of yeah, from of the other kid. You right. weren't supposed to be yeah. Spider-Man. Exactly. This yeah. kid was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And th- yeah, that's and that's just a really cool moment because you know he's just like, you know, I have to save my dad, and he's like your dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like <laughs> his mind is gone. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, in terms of comparing it to a into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse is just it it's emotionally a masterpiece. hits every yeah yeah it's a masterpiece, every, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is just different but but visually it's magnificent you yeah. know what I mean like the in uh, what I, is I it, think Mumbattin? it was almost yes, un, un- yeah. it
3: was almost unfair to release it as as a part one I think I would have preferred the whole story as like a four I think hour I think
4: there time. would have been complaints mm. that it was too long but, oh yeah but, but yeah, I think
3: yeah, yeah. I, I but, but I don't care about those people to begin with you know like people complain about runtime no matter what
4: I would say though I think across for being. I think Across functions much more as an Empire Strikes Back than sure. say like yeah, um, than like a fucking uh, I don't know like any other number another part sequel one. yeah right. yeah because it it is a complete story it's it begins yeah. with Gwen it ends with Gwen yeah. Gwen's arc is that she needs to find a people that uh, a team a band right, right. Mm-hmm. first shot is her Starting last band, shot is her yeah. Yeah. Uh, P- uh, Miles's mm-hmm. journey through the whole thing is. Is uh, learning um, is, is is you know learning to do his own thing to break away from yeah. his parents to yeah. break away from these other yeah. people. Right. So so to so stand it's, up for himself. To stand yeah. up for himself. So it's a complete arc. It's yeah. just that we end it with maybe with like a comics breaking right. reveal right. that right. he is right. the, yeah, he's the prowler, and, and it like, does oh, continue
3: yeah. to to yeah. skewer the mythos like in in ways yeah. like that. And like what what Zach said, where where. The whole thing with these movies is like by pure happenstance he becomes Spider-Man, yeah. and that's kind of like an inverse of like the Garfield one, yeah. where it's like, well, it wasn't s- happen; it was planned. Like, <laughs> Oscorp off- <laughs> off- and your dad predetermined yeah. Yeah. that you would be Spider-Man. Well, yeah. uh, maybe Spider un- has your dad. <laughs> d- <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm unfair to the Spider to has maybe. your dad's face on it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, it. The the to be continued, like kind of like left me feeling you know like a weird taste in my mouth. But mm-hmm. a lot of my favorite sequels mm-hmm. ha- end on cliffhangers. Yeah. You know? To your point, Empire. Evil Dead too. I yeah. mean, what's another like Dark great sequel that had Dark, Dark Infinity
4: in War
2: kind of? I guess
3: that's kind of a no. Dark Knight anger. is on a cliffhanger. That kind, of, that kind of feels like it's like an ending. You know what I mean? But but we'll we'll you know, yeah.
2: Well, we'll, well, well but I I was just gonna say I think uh, about <laughs> this but movie. There's a
3: lot of great sequels yeah. that um, do the same thing.
2: Even what we're talking about it it, it kind of. Between the first and second movie, it kind of is able to do what I think Ryan Johnson was interested in doing with the Last Jedi, which Absolute. is like break the rules, yeah. break the rules of the franchise, right. to this break the point. Universe, yeah. and to say like we don't have to keep following these same people or these same treads.
4: That's actually a, yeah. a brilliant, um, you know. But it's a brilliant comparison because
2: Star Wars is so toxic you know? as a as yeah. a franchise. Yeah. They weren't. They wouldn't allow that
3: to happen. You know what's yeah. funny is I feel like Last Jedi is kind of an ending too. Like like I I guess it, I guess it's a cliffhanger, but Mike dropped on the whole ending, <laughs> the whole thing. End, oh, yeah. ending with like the kids, like the the little like orphan kids, like looking up at the stars. Yeah, you know, that was like all of us watching Star Wars. think yeah. that, kind of yeah. that should have been. I mean, in a perfect world, that would have been more it. Works. Than I, I guess the last thing
4: I'll say before I kick it back to you, Dan, for your number one is I saw two kids on Halloween. that couldn't have been older than ten years old, and one was dressed as Peter Parker and one was yeah. dressed as Miles.
3: And that's great. And I was like, God damn, yeah.
4: this, this is what like, it's about. Huh? Like yeah. like it's like it's like if Miles Morales existed when I was. 13 years old it would have been the most important thing in my life and it's so and it's so nice that like representation blah blah blah. who cares but but (laughs) it is nice that there are spider-mans for every single person yeah it's like there is a Spider-Man that is black woman. They have a Spider-Man that's another black woman. They have a Spider-Man that is uh, Latinx. Mm-hmm. They have another they have Spider-Man a that's a Latinx. We have a Spider-Man that's in a wheelchair, you know, mid '40s
3: <laughs> burnout kind of chubby Spider-Man. We have Jake Johnson <laughs> <just> <laughs> for putting up putting up Spider-Man. eighty points in five minutes. Spider-Man for the Ben Affleck's out there. <laughs> yeah, Dude. yeah,
4: oh, man. Jake Johnson said he'd do it in live action if only a if, uh, Lord and Miller came back. Yeah, be interesting. Yeah. Uh,
3: so my number one is Oppenheimer. Okay. Uh, hey. Yeah, hey. I, I, yeah, I think it it probably is gonna be contender for greatest movie of the decade when all is said and done it's operatic like you said but, so but your movie thing comes is, out 2020 yeah man yeah uh, but <laughs> the thing is it's a three hour movie and everyone in the world complains about runtimes mm-hmm. from your grandma to your fucking you know fetus and you know the <laughs> utero you know everyone likes to bitch and moan about movies being too long that movie has a forward momentum that, like, I want to study at like a frame by frame level. It's yes. like crack. Yeah, it's like one scene just carries into the next, yeah. and then forward and forward yeah. and forward. And like, there's it like makes, no downtime, it which makes is crazy. Three hours feel like half an hour. Yeah, yeah. and it covers so much ground. I yeah. mean, it's covering you know decades of like a person's life, and there's so much momentum. And you know, I just shelled out a bunch of mo- uh, moolah for the fucking French. Steel book because well, every you? you know it's funny because physical media no one ever buys it but all the physical media for fucking Oppenheimer has been selling out like all I the know. Best Buy all exclusive Blu-rays all Blue the all the, all and the, stuff. the showings the four, were sold out the for the 4Ks months. Yeah. the steel books and shit like this <sighs> is the movie that like because Nolan was hyping yeah. it up so much physical media enthusiasts are coming back like partially because Oppenheimer is like so hard Mm. to get so I was like shit man I can't get any of the American ones like I guess I have to shell out a bunch of money to get a French fucking 4K Mm -hmm. and I did it because it's like I want to own the movie I think it's like very very powerful it is his opus Probably the best work from every actor in its cast. I mean, top to bottom. I think you could. Yeah, you don't yeah, think you, could, uh, you don't think
4: Hartnett was better in? The I faculty? thought you were about to
3: say Benny Safty. No, I think Hartnett's better in Halloween Twenty Years Later, where he's Jamie Lee's son. I think. I think. Uh, what else is ben? Benny? Actually, I can't even make a joke comparison because he's been great and everything. No, that easy, that movie so. has like monster energy and. Kind of puts down not only him, but also like McCarthyism and the bureaucrats around him. Don't and let every- that cry, baby, back in. Here. Everyone is a bastard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the yeah. whole country is a bastard than Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, so, cool. yeah, it's, right. it's great yeah. now.
2: Well, Zach is yawning into the microphone. We have been. Oh my here God, for some I did time. that. I? <laughs> He's fucking tired. <laughs>
1: I, you know what's so funny is I did that and I was like, did I just see that directly? <laughs> like, like Please, loudly.
2: Zach, is there any. I know you didn't see a lot of movies, but is anything? there any that we didn't mention that you feel like shouting out before we?
1: No, you hit all of them. You (laughs) hit all of them. Because I haven't seen any of them, <laughs> it, but it was we great got a to lot it of was fucking here. ground there. Yeah. You know what it did? It made me year. excited to watch all of these movies. Like I was we sitting here just like, lives, so that when we do this next man, year, yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. have be, these yeah, movies. I'll have <laughs> seen no. more movies than all of you. My br- my head will just be like uh, like the leaders. You should, you should definitely watch Monster though. I, I think I'll at the end of the decade, that's gonna. I'm gonna watch. I sat here like like a.
3: That's Ava's best movie, I think. But
4: not before we all go to see Madam Webb.
2: And on that note, thank you all so much for listening. If you want more media good. You know where to find Happy us. Happy New Year, you Have sexy a little hearts. And you should keep
3: watching movies. Yeah. The you know what you're doing, so Stop shit. yawning run, in run. my run. microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not rolling. We can talk about how much we hate that's each a, other. That's how we, <laughs>